Welcome to episode 417 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. How's it going, Ed? Good. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Guess what? I'll never guess. You have to tell me. Ed Asner passed away today. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> I didn't think we were doing celebrity deaths again. All right. I mean, the only reason why I was bringing it up because I actually just saw him in Doom Patrol. So that's why I'm like, holy mackerel. And of course, you know, he's the voice of the guy from Up. So, I, you know, when I... It's you know somebody's favorite movie out there. Like, oh my god, not the guy from Up. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Ninety one. <laughs> that was a good run. A good run, yes. Good run. Anyway, um, outside of that, uh, how's? I mean, I'm not like you know super like oh my god, I'm so torn up. I mean, <laughs> I only know some of his work, <laughs> so you know I wasn't a Mary Tyler Moore fan, so I can't say that I've I'm you know watched that show religiously. Um, he was always good as the grumpy father or the grumpy grandfather. Um, so well, he, it's a, he played Santa Claus and Elf, you know, which is a good role, okay. you know. Um, yeah, you know, I do remember. I do remember. I think he had his own show too, the Ed Asner show, for some reason. Yeah, some, be right. Well, I mean, at that time, like in the seventies and maybe eighties, if you were already on TV, it was easy to give you another TV show based on your name alone. Right, and I, but I think I think it was still based off of his character from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, that's possible. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I could be remembering something completely wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I think pretty good. Or I think you know what it is. The Mary Tyler Moore show. Her best friend was Rhoda. Yes. And they did a spinoff of TV show of her character. I believe because, and I think they spun Bob Newhart off of that. I don't know. It all gets. It's like this Mary, Mary Tyler Moore Inception type thing going on. <laughs> Who knows? I'm quickly looking up his IMDb page just Here's to see. What, I mean, while you're doing that, the one thing I always remember about the Mary Tyler Moore um, stuff is that she used to have a production company, and because it was, you know, her initials are MTM, she did a spoof on the MGM logo. By making it a what do you call it? Um, by putting um, a little kitten in the logo instead of a cat, right? Uh, instead of a lion. I always thought that was like, that's <laughs> cute. You know, because you do thing crumbling. You're like, oh my god, it's an MGM. And you see this meow, meow, going through the, going through the, the screen. <laughs> well, you I mean I'm I'm scrolling. I'm getting trying to get to the '70s, but you I mean he's done a lot of stuff. I have, like, look, he's done voiceover work. He, I mean, if I'm not just up. I mean, if you saw his face, people go, oh, my God, I know him from this. Uh, he might have been, like, this person's grandfather. Like you said, he was Santa Claus and oh, the elf. It, was, it wasn't Ed Asner. It was the Lou Grant show because that was his character on Mary Tyler right. Moore's Lou Grant. So they okay. did. They had the Lou Grant show that he uh, that he did from, like, 97 or 77, sorry, to 82. So he did a prominent career there, yeah. And Mary Tyler Moore was 70 to 77. So he played him from 70 to 82. He played the same character. Yeah, but he's yeah. not the longest running, but that was, you know, it's still. No, I'm going to say for, right now, Kelsey Grammer's going, that's nothing. Right. <laughs> you know how many years I've been, Kel I've been Frazier? <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> I think his show lasted just as long as Cheers did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think they're reviving it, too. They were what in it? They were reviving it. Like, they're uh. doing, like, a, hey, remember that show, Frasier, that everyone liked in the 90s? And, the, you know, hey, we're bringing it back. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer needs money. <laughs> ah, 
know that could be possible. <laughs> I don't. Th- I think he just had an ugly divorce. He was in the Batman animated series with Roland Daggett. So there you go. I mean, you know, just, uh, keep All it right. keep it nerdy a little bit, kids. All right. Well, I think you know, up alone, you know, gives him his geek cred. <laughs> you know. Uh, let's see. So, how was your week? You know, it's. Uh, I mean, because my wife's working, I'm working more in a way because I have to drop her off early, so I end up going to work early. Right. So that's, she goes into work early. I go into work. Early. That's basically because it, it's like, what am I gonna do? Go home, sit in my house for you know a half hour at most, and then go to work. I'm like, ah, I might as well just go to work. So, you know, I don't really do too much, but I did watch a few things on TV this week that, um, you know, okay. I was, one thing I was actually looking forward to, I saw ads for it for, for days, and I actually missed it the day of when it was going, because I had to do something else, but I was actually, to catch it, it was called Superstar, the uh, John Ritter, uh, it was a John Ritter special, basically. Uh, okay. yeah, I think it's on Hulu, I, I was I was trying to build up the, the courage to watch it. Yeah, you're going to cry like a bitch. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna tear you up. It really is. I mean, uh, I don't think I'm gonna watch it then. Oh, I, I wish you would. I really I do. I mean, I you need to see this. You I really do. Was, I'm assuming it was good then. It was really good. Oh yeah, no, it was it was really good. It's it's one of those type of things that you're you're just taking a memory lane of John Ritter's career and some of his personal life, but like you know, a type of thing. And it was just it's it's one of those type of things where you just. You kind of know what happens. I mean, you 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 you've right. been there. You know, you've, you've you've seen the stories, you've heard it, but like to hear their perspective on it, like how like how they feel now, like after so much time and all, and it's just like, and you 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 can't help not help but tear up. I mean, like you just you you just miss the you know guy so much. He's like he's the Mister Rogers of of adult entertainment is basically as best I could put it. <laughs> you might want to change that because using adult entertainment, I, people are they think porn. <laughs> <laughs> adult comment adult all of a sudden these companies mean something completely different <laughs> come and knock on our door um, take a step that is new <laughs> where the kisses are hers and hers and his three's company too <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but <laughs> adult uh, he was he was he was a very from my understanding a sweetheart, nice guy of, you know, comedy. Like, he just... He, the Tom Hanks of television. But ex- exactly. I mean, and he did movies. It's not like he just did... No, but most people, I would say... I would say recognize him from Three's Company or, or Eight Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Or um, some people might know him from Problem Child. Yes. Because that's a, that's, that's a movie that's got kind of a cult following. Or... Him and Pam Dauber did a movie called Stay Tuned, where they got sucked into a TV, uh, uh, like a possessed TV, and they had to go through different like shows, quote unquote. Right. I think they even spoofed Three's Company. <laughs> Three's Company. I, I visually remember them, him, getting pulled into a Three's Company type situation, and them screaming and then quicking going to another show. <laughs> <laughs> or of course, most people, well, not most people, you and I. Well, I mean, you and I know him probably from Three's Company the best, right? And then he, then they speaking of spinoffs, they spun off his character show into a um, his own show for I think maybe a season or two. A I don't season think it lasted long. It okay. was it was a season, and it was right. called Three's a Crowd uh, at that right. point. 
Yeah. Right? Because it was about him and his wife and her father. Right. And they were all living together. Yes. And and he had, the dad wasn't a father in law wasn't really too keen on on Jack Tripper. <laughs> um but most people we will probably bring up skin deep, where it's the Blake Edwards movie where he's a single guy trying to have you know, find find love and it's the infamous glow in a dark condom scene. Right. That we've talked about like a few weeks back, I think, on yes. the show. Yeah. So I mean I yeah, I, I saw it I, I think I saw the the ad while I was watching something else and I was like, Oh, that looks really at first I was kinda of confused. I'm like, what well, is it like the anniversary of his death coming up? Because it seems so weird to bring up John Ritter after so after so long. Um but because you know some people just fade into like not fade into obscurity but just kind of fade because their moment is is past Mm -hmm. so for them to bring them back up was kind of kind of surprising but i think maybe it has to do with the people that they talk to because they bring up um what's her face kelly kuko who still got her own tv show and still working i think it was like her first act her first real acting gig Mm -hmm. Uh, and i saw the ad and she breaks down in tears like this is a girl who's still emotionally wrecked by it you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's saying you're right, and then it's saying even his son like was Rex. He's right. he's on right. like everybody. Every, they, I'm gonna tell you this: like, I'm pretty much everybody they they talk to cries at one point in some point of their interview, or or, or you see them going to break down, and then they cut it to somebody else, you know, type of I thing. Mean, I guess that that says something about him as a character, as a as a his character, as a person. Like, if people are that like. Like I, if I talk about Stanley or if I talk about Robin Williams, I get a little choked up and beclamped because there were people that were very influential in my life, and I, even kind of talking about John Ritter, it, it still kind of it was like stunning. It was like, oh my god, like I can't believe that fucking happened. Like right. holy shit, and it still kind of it, it doesn't like. Oh, I don't feel like crying, but I definitely feel like wow, like like a little like. Like if someone walked by and punched me in the arm, it'd be like, "Ow!" Right, and then it would fade. It's not like you know Robin Williams or um, you know like someone walking up just knee me right in the nuts, going, "That's it." <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or Stanley, just someone taking like a hot poker and shoving up my butt. <laughs> you know, they'd be like, "Ow, that really hurts." <laughs> not pleasurable at all. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna now curl up in a corner and cry. While I'm trying to, you know, I could smell the singed, burned butt hairs. <laughs> Jeez. Hi, welcome to Geeksters, the all-death episode, apparently. It's <laughs> <laughs> night and Halloween. <laughs> it's not going to get any Scary skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else want to talk to about it? Yeah, because <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, I, I'm like, I got somebody else. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what they do say works in threes. So go ahead. <laughs> well, the thing was is that I, as a kid, I always remember like watching Saturday morning car, and I'd watch cartoons like all morning long. And you would you go to like almost twelve o'clock, I think, pretty sure, much. Yeah. You know, like that's. The moment, the moment the moment you were switching over to PBS, you knew your day was over. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. That's, um, it's just funny that you say that because because of PBS, there was a, there was a guy named Bob Ross who was a painter. Oh, yeah, okay. And this past week, I just noticed that they they put on there an, uh, a, a 
a documentary about him. What's that? Yeah. It's Bob Ross documentary out now. Yeah. Happy Action, it's Pacheco and Greed. And I have to say, like, because I've actually looked up Bob Ross. Because every once in a while, you know, you you think about that. Mike, and you know how many times I've been entertained by this guy who painted a painting in a half hour? You know, watching him make those those paints. Right, happy trees, happy bushes, you know, mountains, you know, and 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 you're going, that's amazing. Like I could never do that kind of thing. And right, yeah, I mean, you're right. I remember watching it. Like, who, as a kid, you go, why would I ever? Wa-? It's like you're watching paint dry for a half hour. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's what literally comes down to it. this guy with this very soft, like. Hi, how you doing? We're gonna paint some happy trees. Some they're not they're not mistakes. They're happy accidents. Like he just had this this way about him, and you just zoned in. For you're a you're mesmerized time. by this guy, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's you, like at any moment you just could go. And now this is why you need to kill the president. And you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hide the bodies behind this happy tree. Right. Remember, remember, you used to lie and be deep. Remember to make sure you dig the grave at least six feet <laughs> to hide from the cadaver dogs. <laughs> like you're like, oh, okay, Bob Ross said so. I mean, the guy has his own fucking chia pet. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's, uh, so, did you watch the documentary? Of course I did. I mean, you know, I, I, like the thing. I, like I said, I'm just got to build this up a little bit. I, I, every once in a while, yeah, I think of Bob Ross, and I'm thinking. That guy actually brought joy to me for like when I was a kid, like like this, to watch him watching paint. It was just like, and you go, you know, as a kid who watched like GI Joe and Transformers and Thundercats and all this kind of stuff, and you're you're going, how can you enjoy this, you know, type of thing? But it's just like the same person that like you know gets hyper on video games and all of a sudden they play like a game of golf, you know, you're like, it's just so yeah, weird, like. Yeah. I, I know that from personal experience. You could call. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you could relate. I can relate with that one. You know, running gun, and all of a sudden, I'm just gonna take back nine here. Yeah, links. And, and you would like it's look probably because of him, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like, like if you look him up, like he was a very private guy. There was like no, there was not really much about him, like you that you could find out about him. Like all you know that he was in the air force, that he was apparently a drill instructor, and that's right. it. Like he was married and had a kid, and that was it. Like kind of thing. And you're There's going that rumor that you know that. The painting. There's the joke that the paintings that he did is where he's hid the bodies over those years, yeah. you know, and or that he was he did this because because he suffered from PTSD, and like there's these like myth. There's like these epic myths about Bob Ross that are kind of akin to like you know people saying, oh, Mister Roger used to be a sniper in the army, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like like you you, you you go it's so ridiculous but you're going it, it, it could make sense like like it's you know right Pay me, if you're gonna tell me that bob ross was like a serial killer i would be like you're kidding and no they actually did they made it look seem kind of accurate and i'm like oh i would be like i i know i would have to see it <laughs> i i just feel like that the after all this time to have a Bob Ross documentary seems a little weird, like out of place. It's like, it's like someone went, you know what? I'm going to dig into some of these rumors and let's go find out the truth about Bob Ross. Like to me, it just seems like, Oh, you're the guy at the party that sucks all the fun out of the room. Like, <laughs> like let me have my memories of Bob Ross. Let me have my jokes about Bob Ross. I don't need to know the truth about Bob Ross. Unless you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing like like it's it's nothing like 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 all the rooms are no nah, no nah, it's not even close 
But the thing was is that he has a son. He has actually two sons. He has uh, and and he's he has actually had three marriages in his life, which was you know you know. But the 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 last one was just kind of like a kind of like a protection thing, which I'll get to in a moment. But the first two, like one, he was when he was in the military, he got married and he had a kid, and he, everything was fine, and, and he left the military because he has a, he had a passion for painting, and that's the reason why he did that. But yeah, apparently, you know, you know, join the army, you got to squash all creativity. You follow orders, son. Right. But I want to paint trees. No, you follow orders. You burn down those trees. <laughs> so, so the thing was is that for him, it was like, like he wanted to paint, and he would like he would like paint like all hours of the night, and then like go to work like at six a.m. He, he'd paint to like two a.m. and then get to work at six a.m. and then work, and then you start his day all like do that over and over again type of thing, and like. He he would it would take him forever to do paintings and he actually took these classes he wanted to learn art and and he met he met the his teacher and that the he's a very old guy like he's still alive you know and he's like he's like yeah you, you know, the, the, the people asked you know the, that I you know who's in my art class like I taught him how to paint and it's like now nah, he would he actually knew how to do it on his own he just he just wanted to improve upon his his craft yeah. is basically okay, why. That makes sense. So he's, you know, so that was that was the one thing. And then there was this artist on PBS, and I can't think of his name, and I, you know, if they, but, they, but he was he was, a, was like had a slight accent. I think it was German, and he, he was very loud, and he did paintings, this the type of thing, and he would do it like in a so much time. And Bob Ross was fascinated with this guy because he's like, how can he? It's like takes me days or 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 a week to paint a painting, and this guy's doing it in a short amount of time. And he figured out it's a method. It's called it's called the wet paint method, where you paint the canvas and you're painting over the canvas, and as it dries basically, like you know, type of thing. So it it doesn't it it's not as as uh, hard to do. So that's what he started doing, and he started taking he started training people he, he actually got hired by an art company and was was going out and teaching people how to paint and that was his new job after he left the army and that's what he was doing and so this this couple met him and the guy worked the husband for cia and i think and i'm i'm, I'm i could be <laughs> i could be messing up just a little bit i think the wife had depression of some kind i think she might have lost her child in birth okay. or something like that so she's really depressed and she meets Bob Ross at an art class, and she is like, "We got, we got, we got to do something with this guy. This guy has talent, and like, we got to do something about this. This guy could be famous for how, how he's doing things." So they end up creating the Bob Ross show and putting it on PBS and selling it to PBS, basically. And that's how he, okay. that's how he grew, and that's that right. to continue on. Now they were what they were doing in the meantime as as this was going on. They made a deal with it was called Weber, and Weber makes like art products type of thing. So they were putting Bob Ross's name on all these art products oh, after okay. she got after a couple seasons of his show to right. sell paints and easels and, and canvases right. and canvases, such, right? And brushes, and so they were they were making money off of off of Bob Ross's name, and it was it was called Bob Ross Incorporated or BRI because that's you, you see that a lot in the in the right. in the uh, documentary and. So like he even he like basically at that point though he he got like before he got the show I think he got divorced and Bob Ross met this other girl and you know they got married and you know they she was like kind of an administrative assistant so she was good at paperwork so the the two of them like were the two couples were like basically working doing this whole thing and building this empire type of thing 
And the son was kind of like watching this as he grew up. And like, it's his account, basically, what was going on. Like, okay. he tells all the stories. But he's like, he had, his, he had his best friend. There was an artist. He was in the, doing interviews, talking about Bob Ross and the history and that stuff like that. And the people that actually created the Bob Ross Incorporated, they declined to be on the interview. And every, people that they wanted to get on, on television or on this documentary, they, they, they said they would do it. And then they, they chickened out because apparently these people sue them. Like, they, they were very sue happy on, on what was going on. Okay, well, please slow down. Just slow down because I don't want you to spoil the whole thing. Okay. There might be somebody going out like, oh, I would think I want to watch that. Like, you gotta just, Don't give them the whole story. Right. But so, I do need a clarification that the, there were people – because I saw articles about the peop, about the documentary and how there are some people – like people were complaining about the documentary. Um, but it sounds to me like the people who are part of the Bob Ross, I guess – Entity uh-huh. are are suing or, or ha- do they have a problem with the documentary? Well, they they at the end of the documentary they they basically denied all the claims that were made in the documentary itself. So okay, you yeah. you can think, think but you don't you don't see them on on screen at all, real other than footage that was shot because right one does it like a show for for a painting for something the wife. She does this one part of it because there's a whole other there's a whole other sub sub well, thing I'm going on in the documentary which I'm I won't get into. With, I'm assuming with that with that the fact that they deny to have any kind of updated interviews, there's they're probably not painted in the most best of light. Oh no no I see they you could you could tell that these people were ruthless and okay. and, and, and and to everyone and I mean even Bob Ross's son was like you know like. He he was nervous about doing this whole thing, you know. It was just you know, but like I said, it was fascinating because it's like I said, it's something that you you know from your childhood that you watched, and you know you just watch this guy paint and all, and 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 so the cool tragedies guy. that were going through his life basically, especially towards the end of his life, and you're going wow, like it's it's, it's like you had no clue, and you know, like I said, and he didn't tell people, he, like he just he never he never let it out until like. Like some people didn't know he passed away. Like that—that's how sad it was. He, like a couple people said in their interviews, it's like, I wish I known. Like you know, like like his best friend was like, I got a phone call, they passed away, and gonna be on the next flight, and don't tell anybody. That's you know, he's like, I don't remember who I talked to. Wow. And it's, you know, and you're going, wow, you know, kind of thing. The, the couple people go, I wish, I, I wish I could celebrate his life and went to his funeral, you know, type of thing. And then people like that were there were saying yeah there wasn't there was like 40 people at most you know there and wow. you know that's just I, that would not, I don't think that would happen today it'd probably be like you know, a cool personal thing but i mean i i, I it's it's one of those weird things because like I, I i feel like as a, there's a moment in our our lives i mean you and i because of our age that we were so obsessed with them and then after a while it just faded like i i mean i never it never made me go i, I can do that It'd always be like, okay, you know, it's Saturday, and after my cartoons, I go out and go do something then. And I kind of just, it just became a, I just stopped watching one day. Just uh-huh. stopped watching. And now I know that, I think Netflix has got them all on, like, all his seasons on the, on the, sh- on their platform, I think. Uh-huh. Um, I should, maybe I should try watching one or two. I think I flagged it for like my list just to be kind of like, oh, let me see if there's, you know, like what's going on. But I, he's got the, 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 the white afro, <laughs> you know. Well, I was saying like towards the end of his life, that wasn't his real hair. You know, like, like you'll find really? out. Yes. Oh, dude, why 
Why'd you spoil that for me? (laughs) (laughs) And this, fake. (laughs) Paintings, fake. (laughs) All right, you're making it hard for me, really. (laughs) You're you're watching that person's hand paint paintings, and you're going, that ain't him. It's not him. Because you never see him and the painting in the same shot anymore. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Every, every, all the, all the ones. All, all I can, t- I can definitely tell you that all the ones that he's painted on his show are yeah. real. But okay. there's a caveat, and I won't get into what that is. You'll have to find out on your own. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, drip, I'll fall down that well. Maybe. Like I said, it was it was just one of those trips now down memory lane. You know, I just just happened to be flipping through Netflix, which I rarely do anymore. Like I rarely. Where Bob Ross killed a man, <laughs> you know, and it's like number six in the top ten is Bob Ross, you know, ex hey. happy accidents, betrayal and greed, and you're like betrayal and greed. And I'm like, huh? Let's <laughs> Bob Ross betrayal. The guy who did Happy Trees and Happy Mountains and Happy Clouds, what seemed to be the most happiest person in the world, murder, <laughs> murder, death, and mayhem, divorce, payments, army. <laughs> Crooked con men. Bob Ross was once paid a million dollars to paint the Mona Lisa on a grand heist. <laughs> he couldn't do it because he made her smile too good. <laughs> but you know, was it in the documentary though? I did find out. I was, I was, I was. I had dinner with uh, a friend of the show, Dave Sipon, uh, today, and uh, we were chatting. And I, I mentioned the documentary, and he goes, "Oh, you know that painting in Ghostbusters 2? And I'm like, yeah, they commissioned Bob Ross to do that. And I was like, really? Get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, I have to look it up. I don't know if that's true or not. But I'm like, he's like, yeah, so he heard it. So, you know, he said he's. St- he's uh, you know what? You keep yammering away because I'm going to look. Uh, it was the picture of, uh, I'm, you know, what? I'm going to Google it right now. You're going to listen to me. Uh, listen, do you Google this away? <laughs> here, listen. Okay, here you go. Ghostbusters 2 painting by Bob Ross. Okay, Death. it is Vigo the Carpathian, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think he did it because there's there's photos of him like with the on the easel, but I do not. I, I think <laughs> I think you're. I think he's giving you a, a what do you call it? A, a pull in your leg. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Ghostbusters Vigo replica painting Bob Ross episodes four things from we learned from the Bob Ross documentary including his hair secrets uh, I, I I think he's pulling your leg because <laughs> I, 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 I would think that there'd be something there right there you know just like yes Bob Ross painted Vigo the Carpathian <laughs> from yeah that was the same Wait, here's the better thing. When was Ghostbusters 2 released? 84? 84? I don't know, 86? I don't know. No, 84 I think was the first. Oh, I thought you... <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you had the answer right there that you're reading it. I'm like, eight. I'm like that doesn't sound right. No, because Bob Ross died in 1995. Yeah. So I don't... Yeah, spouse, three of them. Linda Brown, Jane Ross, and Vivian Ridge. Children, Steve Ross. Um, I think he's. I think he's yanking. <laughs> Jane. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't see nothing. Nothing about him dating. And let's see. Uh, Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> so what else did you do? I watched a couple things on Disney+. Plus. Uh, one was uh, there There was a show that... Ghostbusters 2 was in 89, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so he could have done it. You're right. He could have. He definitely could. Bob Ross could have done it. But unless I actually see him going, him in an interview going, yeah, I did that painting. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Like That's the thing watching the documentary. Apparently he did interviews. And I was just like, wow, like... But apparently he didn't, he didn't, all he talked about was like his paintings. He never talked about himself. Like he always trying to, uh, you know, um, uh, deflect, deflect that. Yeah. Thank you. Deflect that right. and, and work around it, you know, type of thing. Um, but, uh, getting back to, uh, what I was watching though, uh, uh, Disney, uh, there was a couple things I watched and, um, there, there's the show called the show called Disney gallery. And it's basically, they, they were, trying to do like a documentary series based off of well there's a man the Lorian one and they did the first season they did you know like eight episodes i think of 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 each thing like the directors the score the you know like the technology you know the cast and stuff like that and then season two they just did the the making of and that was it you know kind of thing well apparently like this week i guess i don't know i mean i don't know it might have been a while ago i just noticed it this week myself was the making of season two finale uh, of Mandalorian. And I was like, I was like, Oh, you know, like how did they do it? You know, how they pull it off, you know, kind of right. thing. So, so it was like a 41 minute documentary that I would watch. It was, it was fascinating. Like what they did with Luke, you know, cause that was the big right. reveal, you know, spoilers, by the way, if somebody hasn't seen season two yet, which I don't know. Right. <laughs> Why listen to us? Um, but, uh, but like like how how they how they perform the trick and I was like I'm like wow like it's actually technique technology that we can get our hands on and use and I was just like I was like I was kind of blown away I was like wow that was that's neat you know and they were showing like how they 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 basically pulled it off based off of like old interviews and and uh, clips for facial expressions of of uh, Mark Hamill back you know when back in the days of uh, you know Return of the Jedi because that's about around the time when you know this this would be happening after that, you know, like, like, so they kind of got his face to, to be that, you know, at that age, you know, and the, the thing that made me kind of interesting was the fact is, is that it's like, if you look at Mark Hamill, you know, through, 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 through the, through the different like uh, expressions, his face constantly looks different. And you know, they're showing all these clips and I'm like, Oh my God, it is like <laughs> Mark Hamill looks different here than he did here. And it's right. like, like, I'm like, what is that? Probably a couple months. Like, wow, that's different. You know? So, uh, it was, it was just, it was just interesting to see that, um, to, to, uh, to sit, you know, witness. So if you're, like I said, I'm, I'm, I probably watch a lot more documentaries. <laughs> well, actually this, uh, the only thing I didn't watch, it was documentaries. The, the, la- the next episode of what if, um, which is the last thing I can talk about that I saw that I'm assuming that you saw that one. I, I did watch that. Yes. Okay. what do you think? Um, I liked it to me. To me, it, it felt like what I would call your typical "what if" episode, where it, it, they give you like the first two, like "oh, look how awesome this is," and then like they'll go, "but you know what? Here's a dark one," and you just go, I'm, "I like the I like the dark stories. I like the what if they were all dead." <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I like the twist at the end, like who the 
basically it's what if the Avengers never assembled. <laughs> <laughs> and the story behind it, I thought was was interesting. I, I was like, wow, I didn't see that. I didn't see that angle, and I was like, that's pretty impressive. Because at first, I was like, without spoiling too much, I was like, is that person invisible? Like, I'm going, who who could it have been? And then when they finally did the reveal, I was like, oh my god, that's genius. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, that's that's pretty good. Like. And then you have to look at the little details about the arc, and you go, "Wow, that's 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 pretty smart." Like, okay, I get it. You know, like, gotcha. I, I really liked it. I'm um, so uh, again, I'm I'm not disappointed in the series at all. You know, so so far they've all been pretty decent. It's been a decent run out of the three episodes that popped up so far. Yeah, what did you think of it? I I liked it. I mean, I I think that was the best one out of all of them. You know, especially compared to last week's. I mean, I liked last week's, but I I thought, you know, I, I keep complaining about. It. I'm like, I'm like, did Chala have the power of persuasion? Is that was that his abilities? I, I I think the thing is with last week's episode, being it was his last performance as T'Challa, there's this nostalgia, sad nostalgia based upon it. So you're kind of ingrained to want to like it because you know it's his last piece. But if it wasn't, it's an average story. It's not It's not like something that blows you out of the water and going, oh my God, that is completely crazy. You, it, it does take a little like shots of like, really? He could talk, he talked Thanos out of it before. Like, I, I get it. It's not a great overall arc for a half hour, but I thought that, yeah, so I get it. I, I I wasn't blown away by it. I was more like, oh, you know what? That's nice. They a nice little send off, and it was kind of good. And all. I wasn't. I thought you're absolutely right. The, this past week's episode blew that episode out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, say it was hands down because especially like 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 you said, like you know, not to give it away, but like there was a point point. It's a guy invisible. Like 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 right. I'm like I'm like there's an is there an invisible man character that I'm right. can't I remember. Going okay, who could this be? Like, you know, I even thought did they bring in like the Fantastic Four for some reason, and it's actually like you know like a crazed invisible woman type deal, or because it's it's what if it could be anybody? Like, right. You know, I'm like, is it a, a quote unquote mutant or an inhuman? And then when it shows up, you're like, whoa, okay. Yeah, it's like I didn't see that one. That's great, you know, like, like yeah. I, you know, and it's just like it made made so much sense, and I was like, oh, it was great. I was just like, I'm like, I'm like, finally, like this is like the first one was good, you know. It was like, all right, second one's like, eh, and then I'm like, this one's like, wow, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I hope keep going up after this, you know. The next one's even better than the last one, right? And I'm I'm a fan of the ones that aren't like don't have like I would say happy endings because it's you know not everything's sunshine and roses. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you know sometimes bad shit happens and. That this episode shows that, like, what could have happened in the not worst case scenario, but in, in the scenario that is, I, there are some things that I thought was odd. Like, I, I felt like, okay, spoilers because it's you know a, a lot of the Avengers get murdered. Um, the one that struck me as odd was the Thor one. Because I thought Thor was naturally able to bounce a, a, an arrow off his chest, <laughs> you know, like I didn't. When it happened, I was like, "Really? They could, Thor could you know, just? I mean, Robin Hood could kill him? <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it just seemed so highly un. It seemed like highly improbable. It didn't seem, you know, physically able because I thought because he was a god." How would a regular old arrow kill him? Right. It's the only thing that I, could, I found 
even going back and going, okay, well, all the other deaths that have occurred had to involve some sort of interaction with that person. This one didn't. That's why I felt like, well, how did it kill him? I thought he was. I thought he was. His skin was stronger than that being a, a that of a god, almost. But I, you know, it's a what if story. So I kind of you kind of let it go. Right. You know, it's like I was like, I don't think he's ever been that beat up in the first Thor movie. Like I don't, I don't like I don't remember him being ever really. For lack of a better, I mean, I guess they ripped out his eye. So I guess, you know, yeah. But his his sister ripped out his eye. Like you know. I mean, he got he lost his eye in a fight with another god. So I, I guess like, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm just um I'm thinking if you're gonna bring a Norse god into it, he he won't be so um, easily prickable. <laughs> prickable. Well, maybe, maybe because he did, maybe because he lost his powers, and he was banished to Earth. He doesn't like have all the powers like he used to. Maybe maybe he wasn't worthy at that moment. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Like I it was just it, when I saw it, I was like, huh. Okay, I didn't think that was possible, but whatever. I mean, I'll go with it. Maybe in maybe in the Marvel movie universe, maybe that is a possibility. Right. Because so far they've dealt with, they've only dealt with the movies as a launch point of for the what if stories. They're not gonna. I. It's gonna be kind of hard for them to pull in a, a story that doesn't involve a character that somebody already knows. Right. You know. So I'm like, all right. Maybe season two it'll be different because with season two, uh, you'll have all of the movies from this phase, so maybe they'll be able to play a little better. But, all right, so, well, so um, you liked it, right? Anything oh else? yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, man, that's all. That's all I did really this week. I mean, other than you know, I've I've been trying to watch some other movies, but I never. I'm not even like, not even in the realm of going to talk about them because I didn't get that far in them. Because you watch something, and you're like. Yeah, just not feeling this one, you know, and you just move on to something else, and that's how I, that's how I ended up doing a lot of things, you know, and this is like so. But uh, hopefully, I'll have more movies for you and the guys next week. So, uh, but what about you? What did you do this week? Um, well, as as true to my word, after um, I I was on vacation this uh-huh. past week. I'll be honest, kind of a sucky vacation because I was kind of sick all week. Oh. <laughs> like, like it wasn't. We talked about it on the show because that last Sunday was the first night of my vacation and I told you I wasn't feeling too well I felt like I, you know, my allergies were kicking in but I thought like by the next day it would have been over and done with mm-hmm. it did not so I think it kind of launched me into having a whole week of not being able to breathe out my nose and just kind of being miserable all week to be quite honest <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just I mean it was just a lot of me just kind of like laying in bed the first couple of days I, I, you know I played uh, Hitman 3 for a while and then I got a because um, I work where I work I got a um, a beta access to Ridge Racer uh, Repu- Republic Racer or fuck what is Ridge Republic I think it is um, I'll get to that later um, so I did a lot of that um, So, but I did watch The Long Halloween Part 1 and Part 2 okay uh, I did that um I was annoyed like had I not read the book I would have been okay with the way the story went you know I felt like I'm like all right I can I can see why they would paint that picture okay I got it but there are some things that I and and because we talked about on the show I did go back and I the download for the long Halloween is a free download if you're an Amazon Prime reader by the way 
Okay. Like if you have Amazon Prime, I highly recommend it. You could download it. It's free. It's thirteen. It's it's, it's only one book. It's thirteen issues because it's the whole run. It's it's like it's thirteen issues packed into one big thing. Um, and it's free, so fuck it, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I went back and I reread it after I got done watching both sets because I was, like I said, I wasn't super angry. I was annoyed because I'm like, why? I I don't understand. I mean, okay, let me let me start off. Let me start back up a few steps here. I understand why you might want to alter the story from its original source material because you could have a person who's read the source material over and over again and you want them to experience it something fresh. Uh-huh. The problem with that is that most people, when you already have an established writer and you always have these books that are out there, some people are, those people who are faithful readers of that book are okay with knowing how the story is going to end because they've read it so many times. They just want to see it live action or in this case, animated. Uh-huh. You know, so when I got done the, the both sets, I was like, okay, well, let me go back and read it. And I read it, and the the person I said was the killer in the book, how he died. He died exactly how he died in the, in the animated in the in the movies. However, he still lived. You know, it was it was a trick. You know, didn't see a body, didn't happen. Right. You know, <clears throat> which is why they showed you the body in the movies. Um, the end, the connection between, I mean, we've, I think we've already talked about it. Uh, the connection that they did between Harvey, his wife, and the killer from the book uh-huh. wasn't there in the book. You know, there wasn't that connection. I can understand, uh, ultimately, it's Harry married his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> That's huh. what it comes down to. Um that didn't happen in the book. There was no real correlation between those two. That, that I mean, like I said, I read it, and there wasn't there. However, the book did have kind of sort of the ending that the, the, the movie did. Kind of sort of. Uh-huh. Uh, they just kind of filled in what her motivation was a little better in the book. Spoiler. You know, um, they allude to the fact that there's more than one killer by the end. Um, <clears throat> however, in the movie... Batman goes goes back to talk to what we're led to believe is the second killer. That does not happen in the comic book. Okay. Because it never, there's never, everyone is, because what's-his-name is still alive, he accepts full responsibility on all the murders. So there isn't a question of there potentially be a second killer. Or a third killer. Uh-huh. The way that, you know, the book kind of alludes that there's more than more than one, less than four. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so it's like, all right, you know. But I get, I see, I see how they um, they did it. Like in the movie, I'm like, I was, I was okay with it at the end. I was like, well, you know what? I gotta read the, I gotta read it over again. And I, like I said, I did have it, so I just reread it. It's still a good read. And I was like, okay, I kind of had, I think the ending of the book I had to reread a couple times just to kind of make sure that I understood what they were talking and then having seen the movie it made it a little easier to kind of go oh okay I get it because they kind of still leave it kind of vague about the whole murder in the book you know mm-hmm. and I'm like alright you know I do recommend reading the book because the book's great um, 
the movie itself, not to, both sets, not bad. I mean, I will probably get it to my um, collection when it comes together as one. If it comes together as one. Because I got... Sometimes, Ed, I need to keep my mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> I know it's hard to say that, but last week at some point, not on vacation, but the week before that, when I bought the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, uh-huh. I was at Walmart... And there was these two guys talking about movies, and one of them they were, were noticing was no Mr. Nobody, right? A movie I liked. I thought it was really good. The one guy was kind of complaining, never saw the movie, but based upon the cover alone and knowing that that guy's from we're better off Sal, it probably, you know, he kind of went off on like, like not even close to what the movie was about. Uh-huh. So me being me, I had to lean in and go, I'll be honest, that was probably one of the best movies I've seen so far this year. And they're like, what? And I had to explain. I'm like, it's got, at first it's pr- produced by the people who do the John Wick series. And, you know, so it's kind of got the same kind of fight mechanics to it, the hand-to-hand combat and stuff. I'm like, but yeah, he's a little older guy, so they don't, he's not jumping through windows and shit. He's, he's, and it's, it's weird. I'm like, it's, uh, it's weird to see a older actor do the action that you're seeing but they paint his character in such a way that you could see him when he was younger being such a hardcore badass you know and the guy's like oh you know now I think the guy who was interested in it my talking about it sold him on buying the movie Okay. which I'm like alright awesome however the guy who left behind he was the problem <laughs> you never like when you have when you try to talk to somebody you figure okay you're in you're out with a conversation you can move on about your day mm-hmm. this guy did not have the same time frame as I did because <laughs> right away it's like oh well you seem to be a connoisseur of movies and starts going down like movies and this and that and he looks at you know my wife's the hitman's wife's bodyguard and it's like it looks like junk and I, I it's in my car and I raise it I'm like yeah I'm buying it he's like why I'm like, because I enjoyed the first one, you know, and I'm like, it's not about whether I'm like, I don't expect the movie to be great. But you know what I expect? Have a good time. Like, I like all three. Of the, I like the first movie. So it will be safe to assume that I'm going to like the next movie, even if the movie's bad. I'm going to enjoy it because the three of them on screen puts a smile on my face. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he starts going on about like the long Halloween. And the reason why I'm bringing it up, because he talks about the long Halloween and did you ever like talk to somebody who makes the comments that he's got inside information, but when that person speaks, you can just go, ah, you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and traditionally, DC has taken any two-part animated movie and put it together in one animation set. Uh-huh. You know, like one big, long animated movie. Right. He claimed that from the inside information that he has they're not doing it with this movie it's going to be a two pack and I looked at him I was like oh okay at that point now I've just checked out right? because I'm like okay dude I I mean I'm maybe you're right maybe you're not but I'm going to say the odds are is more in my favor than yours just if I was a bet man I'd bet more I'd bet money that they would join it together not be like oh here's a double pack of movies just bundled together so you can buy it all in one shot I just, I don't feel like DC's done that. Like, they haven't done it in the past. Why would they start now? You know what I mean? 
I I mean I, I I agree with you and I disagree with you at the same time because okay. I, I I just I just had this feeling I don't know why and I and I have no no basis of this at all so they like right. it's just me talking out of my ass pretty much I feel that maybe that guy has a point like I feel that maybe they're going to because usually what they do is they'll release the two pack when the second movie comes out like to to right. to double okay. sell it you know like kind of thing okay. like. You know, and I'm like, sometimes they do it a few weeks later. Like they'll, they will. Like I'm thinking, you know what? They, they, they do do it a few weeks later. They'll do like a double pack, and then eventually they'll do a full on blown, you know, one disc, you know, or one continuization movie type of thing. You know, like, but that is so like that. That you won't see for another year. I I mean, I could tell you. I could probably yeah, e- easily tell you that, you know, like I think it's because like I, I know like it's like once it's like, all right, it's kind of left the, the the the, you know, the scape and all. And I, I think we can make more money. off. I think we could squeeze more money out of those nerds. Let's let's do the single movie. Now. <laughs> yeah, that that's how I feel. They do it sometimes because I'm thinking, why did they wait so long for this? Like that, that's always in my head. Like I'm like, like, how hard is it really to do this? They probably did this. They probably had it sitting there waiting for just for that right moment to hit the release button, you know, that they have on their desk sure. or whatever going. All right, let's do it now. Like like this, the this, the sales on the individual movies are dropping or stores aren't holding on to the, you know, copies or whatever, you know, like or Amazon's not, you know, holding on to this. Let's let's make it now like a one one movie pack. It's one continuization. That way, all the all the nerds will buy it again, or those who are holding out will now finally buy it. And yeah. Right. Well, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not expecting like oh by Christmas. I mean maybe by Christmas, but even if it takes like another year, for I still think that they're going to do it. I just can't. You're right. Maybe not right away, but I just I. They've already done it twice. They did it with the Dark Knight Returns, and then they did it with the the Superman, the Death of Superman, mm-hmm. and Reign of Superman. You know, like I, they they've already joined them together, so I can't see like for the third outing, like Hush wasn't a two parter. Yeah, Hush wasn't a two parter. Um, yeah, but that's so, the thing. Like I have, like, they have, they haven't released the double pack yet, which is kind of odd to me. That's that's what makes me kind of going. Right. Maybe there is something to that guy. Like guy says, I mean, he probably doesn't know, you know, shit from squat, but. You know, you, you just go, you go, and usually by this point we see the double pack at least, you know, so that way they, you know, sells a two movie set, you know, kind of thing. And I, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't seen that yet out in releases. So it's just like, you know, I, I keep my eye on, on that kind of stuff, and I'm like, nope, I haven't seen it. So I don't know. All right, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Blu-ray.com by the way because I'm, I'm curious. Long Halloween because usually they do like a. Um, Halloween Part 1, Part 2 Best Buy Best Buy exclusive Oh, it probably, probably comes with a, uh, a thing like a, An axe figure? Yeah, most likely Yeah, <clears throat> yeah okay Oh, it's like a 4K version. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, I don't see any, uh, nothing yet on any kind of joining. Like, usually they're pretty good with, like, future releases. releases, Yeah. But nothing. Nothing yet. So, yeah. All right, whatever. Like I said, I don't know. I mean, like I said, like, like it might not even be on, on, uh, on, 
Warner Brothers or DC's radar yet at this point, you know? Because right, I mean, the, cause they got, I mean, obviously, I have not seen the other. Um, I have. I, I've only saw them just the movies. Like you have the Blu-rays. They they have. I think they promoted Injustice as a new as a yeah, movie. Yeah. You know, which I'm interested in, but I guess I should Google the trailer because I thought the comic. Like I, I played the game. But the comic book too that they did after that is a really good comic, so I'm I'm curious to see how like I've at least read the first volume, which takes place like I think the year like it takes place I think five years before the game actually takes place, so or like five years it's like after spoiler after Joe, Superman kills Joker, um, it it's like the story takes place like during that time between after that moment and before the game starts. So, um, <clears throat> you know, that's why, cause like, and then you play the first game, there are some people who are on Batman side and some people who are on Superman side and you get to see in the comic book, it fleshes out why these people chose how they chose, you know, right. um, I guess you saw the trailer. Yes. Well, I saw, I actually saw the, the, the documentary vignette or whatever they call it right. about like, it. Coming- Next movie coming out. Yeah, you know, and they, you know, because like, I always watch the shit out of that stuff just to, just to get like, like what's coming up and you know that kind of thing and all. I'm not impressed. At all. <laughs> I mean, right. it's it was like it was like it was interesting for a game, you know, kind of thing. But you're going, you're gonna really do something with this? Like, I'm like, uh, all right, I know well, it's a comic book and you yeah, know, you know, it's, it's popular, really whatever. Good. So if they take some of the articles, like, you know, it it, it shows why Harley is the. The majority hero in the is she's in the game because they really kind of put her through the ringer in the comic book, you know, mm. which is interesting. And she's she's got one of the best lines with uh, you know with Green Arrow. Um, spoilers: He captures her and he's taking her back to his his base of operations, and he calls it like the Arrow Cave because he wants to like be like Batman. And she's like, "Why don't you just call it the Quiver?" And he's like, "You know," and he gets real mad. He's like. It's actually a good idea. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a nice sweet moment between her and Black Canary, and it's it's they really they really fleshed her character out. It's, it's, like I said, if you get a chance to read it, I read it. But I mean, I guess I'm kind of interested in the comic book. I, you know, I mean, kind of in the next movie. I, I'm more interested in that than I am, I think, in anything else at the moment. Well, I said, I'm probably, I'm probably I mean, of course I'm going to buy it and watch it because it's like, how can you not, like, at this point? I mean, I'm hooked on all the other movies, you, you know, whether it was good or bad or not because there was some, some stinkers that I was really disappointed oh, yeah. in and there was some ones that were like, oh, my God. They, you, hush. What? <laughs> I'm looking at you, Hush. It's, Get that one and got them by Gaslight was the other one was like, I'm like, got them by yeah, you would, you weirdo. <laughs> But, but uh, you know, like, like, the, the, but there were some ones that were like, you know, like I said, like the Dark Knight Returns. I mean, that was probably the most impressive one to me today. Right. Wonder Woman was another one that we liked a lot. That was really yeah. good. I mean, so there is a, there is a quite a number. I can't think of them all off the top of my head right now. But I mean, right. no, Under the Red Hood is to me like almost a masterpiece. Yeah, that's yeah. There's another one that's that's really good. You're right. Like that's another one that's like I think underappreciated sometimes. Yeah. But you go in, you know. Um, now, see, now you got me stuck because <laughs> I'm also thinking like Batman, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker. I mean, that was probably that was one of the. Good, well, that was good. I mean, it was before 
it was kind of ahead of its time. I mean, you could say like Batman, um, Mask of the Phantasm, yeah, the Sub Zero one is a good one. Like all the Batman the animated show movies that they've made, like during that time, they're really good. The Batman Beyond, you know, Return of the Joker was good. But yeah. I mean, if you're talking about like the, the yeah, post, movie, right. like a lot of the Batman versus Robin or Batman Bad Blood, the Arkham Asylum Assault on Arkham, was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, you know, but. I forget what we were talking about now. Why? Well, I was talking about the long Halloween, and then you, I, I brought up Justice being the next one. You were like, "Oh, buy it." You know. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I'll still watch it, whether because I mean, I could be, I could be wrong. I mean, I could watch it and go, "That was really good." Like that was that was exciting. Like that that kind of blew me away. I was kind of surprised by how well it was made, and it's just like, though, part of me is like, "Nah, probably not." Like, <laughs> all right. But I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll give him my money, you know, because. Doesn't matter whether I like it or not; they already got it. <laughs> well, and if I can make a suggestion, if you want to plunker down some money, if you don't already have it, get HBO Max. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I get HBO Max once in a while, like just to, now because I had it for a while, and for like six months, I got a good deal, good price for it. It was like real cheap, and then the the time was up, and I'm like, yeah. And then I forget what movie it was that came out, and I was like, I watched it. Uh, Oh, oh, Justice League. Just Jack's next. Which, no, no, no. That one, I, that one I had with the with the six month deal. There was. Oh, it was what do you call it? Wonder Woman. Nah, nah. It was just recently. I I, I rented it. I just uh, got it. Okay. I can't remember the movie I saw. It was that memorable, folks. <laughs> that, that, oh. I, that I had to that I had to get HBO Max to watch this movie because I didn't want to. Well, I mean, the ones that came out. The ones. I mean, you have. We go Wonder Woman is when I got the free trial, so that way I can get to Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, but then since then, uh, King Kong, Kong, Godzilla versus Kong, Mortal Kombat, uh, Suicide Squad, uh, Su- the Suicide Squad. That's what it was. The new Suicide yeah. Squad movie. That was the one that I just because I it just happened recently that I, I I'm I'm running HBO Max now and, and going all right. Yeah, I'm gonna plunk a month in because for fifteen bucks. It's it's just like I went to the theater, you know, but better because I get to see it in the comfort of my home instead of worrying well, about all these people. If, if you still have it, watch Doom Patrol. Yeah, everybody's telling me about that. I should watch I, Doom you Patrol. You know, I, I okay. Now I am kind of on the fence about Titans. I watched the first season and I was like, all right, whatever. You know, um, I might start watching season two because they're they're in season three now. <clears throat> but I was like, well, I like Brandon Fraser. I like him as an actor. Um, and the reason why I bring it up because he plays Robot Man in the in the, in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's you don't see his face. You, you well, that's not true. Through flashbacks, you see him as a human and also as a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's you know, I was like, well, he's in it, and I like him as an actor. Let me give this show a shot because I don't really know anything about the comic books. I don't. There is an episode of Titans where they go to the mansion and they meet because that's where um, supposedly. Um, Beast Boy was there for a little while, so he goes over. It's kind of like one of those, like, hey, if you like these guys, tune in next week because when they have their own show kind of deal. Um, it was like a, like the whole cast guest starring or, you know, mm-hmm. part of it. And I was like, okay, well, uh, maybe I'll watch it one day because at the time it was part of the DC app that is no longer around. So I was like, well, let me give it a shot. And, uh, and it is a really good show. Like, I'm talking, like, really well done I, I first of all when I see Alan Tudyk as Mr. Nobody the first season he 
he's phenomenal. He's like the bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know who Alan Tudyk is, he's he's basically the voice of uh, our the, the robot of Rogue One. Uh, he was the pirate from Dodgeball. <laughs> he's also also famously known as the captain of the what do you call it? of in what do you call it? Uh, uh, Serenity. Not Serenity. Um, what's the name of the ship? That's Firefly. Firefly, yeah. Um, he's the pilot of the ship. Um, kind of, he's really, really good. And as a bad guy, he gets to kind of deliciously like sink his teeth into and just over, overact to the nth degree. And you can't do nothing but know that he's doing this purposely because he's kind of narrating the first season. So he'll make comments uh, that are just hysterical because they're you're kind of watching and you might be thinking and then he says it like by there's 13 episodes I think in season one um, even he like you know, like after 12 episodes of character development and this and that you finally get the penultimate episode where we all clash together you know and you're like it's just funny to see that he acknowledges but that's because of his character. I don't know much about Mr. Nobody in the comic books, so uh-huh. if that's who he is, I mean, it was really, really good. But more importantly, there's him. He, he's in season one. But ultimately, Brandon Frazier is in it as, as Robot Man, and then there's the girl who plays Crazy Jane, and I don't really know. The only show that I remember her from is from Orange is the New Black. She was one of the uh, Latina girls that were in jail, um, and she plays crazy, crazy Jean, person with like sixty-four different personalities, all with different superhuman abilities. Her and him steal the entire show. Like every time they're on together, I just it, they're magical. Um, Matt Boomer's in it too. Matt Boomer is the guy from well, White Collar. Uh, he plays a Captain a tra- uh, Captain Trainer, who's has like the negative man inside of him. It's really um, fucking uh, James Bond himself. Uh, uh, third James Bond. Third James Bond, third James uh, Bond. is Roger Moore. Oh, fourth James Bond. <laughs> Tim, uh, Timmy, Timmy Dalton. Dalton. Timmy Dalton. He's in it too. Uh, he kind of plays like almost like a not Professor X, but he's definitely like their leader, and he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> so I mean, you gotta go. Okay, I see the similarities, but he doesn't have any mental abilities. <laughs> um, but the show's really, really, really good. Um, I'm trying to think like there's, it's well-written. Um, also, and the reason why I brought, I also brought up too, is that I've seen a lot of Brandon Fraser movies, a lot of them. Um, and he curses more in this entire series. I think he's done ever in his entire career. Like how many times he says fuck or shit, mother. I mean, I'm talking foul he's like an angry foul mouth robot think bender from we call it um futurama except an r-rated version cranked to 11 and he just him just being angry and cursing to me is the funniest things i'm like that's george of the jungle that's fucking the guy from the mummy like (laughs) mr he he doesn't ever came off as wholesome but he never really dropped. I never really seen him drop a lot of cursing right. in in movies. And to hear him just swear like a sailor, I'm going, that's a guy who's really like 
probably really enjoyed himself. And I don't know if he's in the makeup. Like, I mean, he could be wearing the, the costume or he could just be voiceover work the way I feel like Matt Boomer does too. Like, because the Matt, Matt Boomer's characters are all wrapped up in like the mummy. So you never really see his face unless it's like a flashback episode before his accident. Uh-huh. Um, so, and same thing with Robot Man. You only see Brendan Fraser outside of that stuff when it's a flashback episode of or of flashback scenes right. needed. So, you know, for me, the two of them could just be doing voiceover work. But I'm, I'm not sure because they do a really good job of muffling Matt Boomer's voice. I mean, it's just I know it's TV and I know they can do wonders in an audio booth. But the show itself is really, really good. Um, I just finished the second season last night and I'm kind of... It's one of those things where I'm kind of pissed only because it left it with a cliffhanger. Huh. And it's like, oh, okay, how are they going to get out of this one? And I, now I don't know. I got to wait for season three to start. And I don't even know when the release date for that's at. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, all right, well, like, I got to figure out how to watch something. So maybe I'll go back and start watching Titans. You know, it's to kind of catch up with that. Because this season, like I see the, 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 the photo for it. And what started off is... Beast Boy, Robin, um, what's her face, um, Star Starfire, and Cy- not, they don't even have Cyborg. It's um, it's four of them. It's Robin, Beast Boy, Raven, and Starfire uh-huh. has now grown exponentially to Superboy, Wonder Girl, uh, Hawk and Dove, which were in the first season, but they weren't part of the team. They were side characters. And for all I know, they could just be like, you know, oh, well, so anybody in a suit, we're just going to throw in this promotional still because they brought in Red Hood, which is interesting to me because in season one, they brought in Jason Todd as Robin, um, but they didn't bring, which they, you know, so it's like, whoa, so they're bringing in Red Hood? That's interesting, which makes me think, are they going to bring in the Joker? Not as a main character, but I think I saw like a flash of, of Joker in like an ad trailer ad uh-huh. so part of me is like okay well maybe I'll go back because I got nothing else to watch but Ed I'm telling you Doom Patrol is really really good I and mean, it's surprisingly good you know especially I guess maybe because I'm just surprised because I, I don't know anything about the characters it's like how I felt about Guardians of the Galaxy like you watch Guardians of the Galaxy going okay I don't know anything about this I hope it's a good ride and it, it is a good ride so okay. if you got nothing to watch I recommend Doom Patrol alright cool um, I also did watch a movie last night uh, watched it last night. I, I yeah. Very rarely do I pay full price for digital content. <laughs> <laughs> All right? And I say that because last night um, we, Stacy and I, watched Cruella. Okay. Um, we we caught. I was we were looking to see if we could find it, you know, in other ways. Uh, but those ways seem to have like little some roadblocks and. I wasn't going to pay $30 for it on uh-huh. Disney Plus. <laughs> so um, so we opted to pay $20 for it on Voodoo. <laughs> so we watched it uh, last night. Cruella, Cruella DeVille. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, 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 <laughs> like, I, I, do you not remember liking it or hating it? Or I haven't seen it, it. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I just... You I, cannot in your life cannot think of visually what Cruella DeVille looks like. No, no, I. You're not. You're not letting me finish because oh, okay. because it's something something I need to say. Right. <laughs> you keep interrupting me before I get to say it. All right. Uh, it's free now on Disney. Oh, it's free now on Disney Plus. Plus. Oh well. 
That's all right. You know what? I'm not mad about it anyway because I would have bought it anyway. Okay. I, it, was a, it was a movie I wanted to buy initially. It was like early access digital copy. So part of me is like, I'm not even mad in the least that it, we could have watched it for free on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> That's all right. Because <laughs> we were talking about that. Like, you know, this I, I saw Dave and I, we were talking about And he's like, yeah, I saw Cruella. It was really good, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you paid for it? And he's like, no, it's it's now available on Disney+. Plus. Oh. The all-access is, is over. Because after so much time, they, they put right. it on Disney+. Plus as right, a f- and it's like now early access to buy it digitally if you wanted to right <laughs> so, <laughs> so so eventually i mean like i i was offered i think we were offered uh, uh because i'm in the disney movie club i think cruella was offered as early release for the blu-ray and all it was like 30 bucks like 29 would have been like 29 something after you're tax you're right I, I opened up my disney plus app and there she is right there yep play uh, so i could have watched it for nothing that's okay I gotta be good on this. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but it just made me laugh. That's just like I, I I paid for. It. I was like, oh, I, I paid for it. And I'll be honest, if I walked into a video store at, or like Walmart or Target, and if it was sitting there on the shelf, I would have bought it because I was interested in seeing it in the first place. So having the opportunity to, it's to me, it's more the I broke the mold of buying a movie digitally before I bought it physically. Right. <laughs> you know, like me buying, um, <clears throat> me going to go, oh, like, look, here's a movie that, usually when it comes to my digital purchases, if I buy a movie strictly for digital release only, it's usually anywhere, anywhere from like eight, five to eight dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no more than eight dollars. If it gets to the ten dollar range, I'm like, you know what, I'll wait. <laughs> it's it's funny that you say that because I I I I have voodoo and I set up a wish list and every I have a wish list too. It's got like maybe like five or six hundred movies on it. <laughs> I've like, I only got like two hundred so far, but but I go through it every day, every couple days or something like that, and see what it's and then I see the word sale. So I go to that movie and go, how much? Like what what what's the sale price? And I'm like, oh no, it's not. If it's not if it's not five dollars, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm really I go to the four ninety nine section and I'm like, okay, what's the, like? Because they got the big summer of comedy going on where it's like four ninety nine. I'm like, okay, what movies do I want to pay five bucks for that I don't already have? Because if I have it, I'll go downstairs and I'll scan this to digital to see if I can convert it over. If I can't convert it over, then I'm like, all right, maybe is it worth five dollars? Be like, okay, like Smokey and the Bandit two. I don't. Ha- I think I have Smokey and the Bandit two on a DVD, but I don't in a in a, like a little mini box set. Yeah. And it's five bucks, and I'm like, okay, well, I like the first one. Do I want to buy the second one? I don't know. I think I can wait for that one. But like I t- promised Stacy that I ever saw like uh, I'm a fan of the movie Jennifer's Body with um, what's her face, Megan Fox. Uh-huh. I was like, if that ever goes to five bucks, I'm buying it because I like that movie. I don't want it part of my physical collection, but digitally, all right. And it was sure as shit was five dollars. I'm like, I buy it, you know. So I'm like, all right. Like I'm kind of looking forward to the holiday season because it's like, okay, Halloween's coming up. 
maybe we might get like Beetlejuice for like five bucks. Right. You know, where they go, like, okay, I'll pay five bucks for Beetlejuice digitally, even though I don't own it at all physically. <laughs> but the, but that's the thing. Like like what I'll do is if if it's if I have it physically and I and I put it on the wish list, I'll actually go and check and go, can I scan this for two bucks? Uh-huh. Like, cause it's like like Kick Ass. I have Kick Ass here on my list, and I and uh-huh. I actually was I didn't check and I should have, and I just thing because now it's it's on sale for five bucks and i'm like all right i did scan at one point i didn't i didn't go forward with it because i was like let's just like monkeying around with scanning it's one day i can get that for two dollars and kick ass too that's not on sale but uh you know like but like it's like yeah but if you're sitting there and you're scanning kick ass one you might as well scan kick ass two because for four bucks you got both movies right and i say like like i could buy kick ass one right now for five dollars or buy Uh both of them for four dollars you're going right now now here's the thing though is I think that version of Kick Ass, if you spend five dollars for, it's oh it gives uh, you the extras, right? Well, no, no, you don't. Get, do you not get the extras? Sometimes don't you don't when you do the scans. That's where you need to get. See, you know, this is where you need to get movies any movies anywhere, because some movies that I bought digitally that if they're available in movies anywhere, if they have any extra stuff. It shows up on movies anywhere, and you're, and you're right. But sometimes when you scan a movie, <laughs> it doesn't transfer over to movies anywhere. Right, it does not. So it's, yeah, it so it, well, that's again. <laughs> when I look, I look at my wish list, and there's a little movies anywhere symbol on it. When it when it'll, it'll work on both, so <laughs> it kind of it's like I'm like I feel like I'm fishing sometimes. <laughs> it's like okay, what do you got? What do you got out there? Let me just go. Like sometimes, you know, like at nighttime, Stacy goes to bed before I do, and I entertain myself just scrolling through what's on sale, <laughs> and and it's like kind of cutting, it's like cutting coupons. That's <laughs> what it is. It really is. Because I go, okay, you know what? I like this movie. It's not on sale now, but you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna f- put that in my wish list, and I'm gonna keep an eye on it because someday it might go on sale. Right. That's exactly. And if it goes on sale, if it's four ninety nine, I'm buying it. If it's seven dollars, if if it's like there's a movie I think I forget which one. It's like seven ninety nine, and I like that movie, and I kind of want that movie, but seven ninety nine is a little too pricey for me. Right. <laughs> but four ninety nine, perfect price. Perfect price. Yeah, I'd say because like, I'll, I'll 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 treat myself and be like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna get two movies today for ten for a total of ten bucks. Two movies. As long as I don't, A, if I can dis the digital, then I'll just do dis the digital. <laughs> unless, unless I really, really know I can't do it. Like, um, there's a couple, any, like the Disney movies or any of the Touchstone movies, there's certain movies that don't cross over. Right, because they didn't make an agreement with Disney because Disney's like, screw you up. <laughs> You're going to pay full price for this. Here's a, here's a perfect example. The movie Fanboys. I love that movie. Uh-huh. I own that movie on Blu-ray. It does not transfer just to digital because I think the version that I have might be one of the original versions. However, it's on sale on Vudu constantly for $7.99. Still ain't buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, if that goes down to 5 bucks, then I'll buy it. Because that's one movie that I can't transfer over, but yet I'm like, oh, I still want it for my digital library. <laughs> I have it digitally, and I'm. I don't know if I don't know if it, did it have it. No, it didn't have a digital copy. I right. must. I must right, have been able to scan it or something like that, and it scanned over for me. Well, I think it depends on which release it is, because like mine, the release, the post that they have on TV, 
is I think like either like the original version or like a, a rem- like a, a different edition right because it's it's the Darth Vader helmet one and I don't have that cover I have them all on the cover for whatever reason I don't know it's just sometimes I think okay well maybe they just haven't gotten around to put that version that barcode scannable or like I have um, Escape from New York that barcode's not going to work because it's from a different company that released it. It was like, I think, Shout Factory, I think, did like a special edition. Right. So that one's not going to scan over. Or like a, maybe a movie that I like, like Lords of Illusion or just something stupid that I know is not going to transfer over. Like my copy of um, Seven. My copy of Seven doesn't have a barcode at all to scan <clears throat> because it's a special slipcover or... or um, Steel book, yeah, or like the girl with the dragon tattoo. The version I have doesn't have a barcode either, so I ha- can't I can't disc to digital it. So I have to kind of wait for those movies to go to like the five dollar bid, right. so to speak. But yeah, um, um uh, but that like I said, that all just compounds the fact that last night I bought Cruella for twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it had I've walked into a store. I would have paid twenty dollars for it anyway. Right. It's just not like me to buy a movie flat out for digital only. Now what I have to do is I have to wait for Cruella to come out for like a special edition, anniversary edition, or in the bargain bins for it to actually get physically put into my edition. I have to do the reverse. <laughs> 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 is what it comes down to. I had to now wait for the perfect moment to be like, oh Cruella, it's only five bucks. I'll buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> That being said, I really liked the movie. I thought it was great. Uh, you have not seen it? No, no. I, I've been waiting for it. I, like I said, I, I just found out that it was I because I haven't. It must have just dropped like yesterday or, or yeah. two days ago or something like that because I didn't even notice it to be honest with you. Some actually friend of the show Dave Sipon mentioned that they saw it, you know, and right. I was like, oh, you pay? And he's like, no, I didn't pay for it. It was actually, it just, it just dropped on on Disney Plus. And I was like, oh, I we'll have to watch it because that's one of the. I still, I, there's a few Disney movies I still haven't seen. I haven't seen Luca yet or uh, Ryan the Last Dragon yet. Those two I haven't still seen yet right. either. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a little behind on some of the Disney movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I I Stacey liked it too. I I thought it was it was interesting. Like, how do you take what is ultimately not a, she's not a good character in the cartoon like she's just flat out evil uh-huh. there's not there's not even like to be able to take that character and try to spin it to make her at least not relatable or for you to root for her uh-huh. um, is is for me I feel like it's, it's kind of a hard thing to do to try to take a hateable character um, and have it be sympathetic to a wider audience because you know, if you like a bad guy, you like a bad guy for them being a bad guy. People right. Like Maleficent, or, or it's like it's like coming out with a, a Little Mermaid movie taught from the side of Ursula, and you find out that Ursula might have been bullied or picked on, and you know because of her shape or her size, or right. she had these abilities, and you you go, yeah, but she's such an evil person, but she's you know you go, yeah, we gotta find a way to sympathize with her, mm-hmm. and, and I think they did a pretty good job with with Cruella. Uh, the soundtrack's really good too, by the way. I, the soundtrack alone, I might look into just because the it it takes place in what in this version of the movie it takes place in the seventies, um, which is the height of 
punk rock and fashion in London at the time. Mm-hmm. So it uses that as a, a springboard to tell their story around. Um, there are a lot of nods to the original cartoon. Um, also, there's like a there's like a halfway movie. There's a there's like a tag at the movie, you know, like a halfway point. Um, it was it was really good. I mean, the, visually it was it was nice. Uh, I thought that the cast was really good. I mean, I, I like Emma Stone. Uh, her doing a British accent wasn't as annoying as I thought it would be. <laughs> you know, like I thought, like I've never seen her do it before, so having to watch her do it, I'm like, all right, it's passable. It's like watching Angelina Jolie do her British accent. Mm-hmm. You go, all right, you know what? It's passable. Probably everybody over in England's like rolling their eyes, going, "Couldn't they just get a British actress to do it?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you got Emma, you got Emma Thompson to be the villain in this movie for lack of a better term and she's actually british why couldn't you find someone to go with her (laughs) (laughs) but um it was it was really good for me personally i don't know if stacy picked up on it or not or maybe she felt the same way there was a little bit of a harley quinn joker-esque kind of attitude towards her of how she played the role Uh like and it was it was interesting and like i said she didn't do like I'll be honest. I, I it's a kind of like her manic, crazy look was pretty good. I was like, you know what? I can almost see in a, in another in a different world, she probably could have made a good Harley Quinn. Hmm. You know, like in, in in a different world. I mean, obviously not with the British accent and all, but I think she 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 would have done a really good job. So, but when you watch it, it's like you can kind of see go. Oh, that's the style that she has, and some of the look, especially when there's a, a shot where she's like in a black and white dress and it matches her hair. And it's, it's very like visually, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like it should be nominated for an Oscar for, hmm. for fashion, like, you know, for costume design. Cause it was really, really, really good. Like, and I, you know me, I'm not like, oh, I thought the costuming was awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I really do. I do shit like that, but I really felt like this, to do the storyline that they had to do for her character and for Emma Thompson's character as the Baroness, it takes place during the fashion boom of the seventies in London. You have, you got to come hard with the visual style and it worked. It it worked pretty well. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was, I wasn't disappointed in spending $20. (laughs) (laughs) And it came with all the special features. So I was watching some of that stuff too. But I was like, all right, it's, it was it was definitely worth the twenty dollars. Had I known it, had I double checked, I don't think it might have just quote unquote dropped on Friday night because I, we when we when we watched What If on Wednesday, there was no hit about Cruella coming out. Right. So it might have dropped Friday. Had I known, had I looked, it might it might have ended differently. But ultimately, I would have if I watched it for free, I would have said I'm going to put that in my collection. <laughs> it was really good. You know, so I recommend if you get a chance, watch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, like I said, there's, it's one of the movies we see on I because we're talking about. We're like, we sh- we need to go back to watching movies again together, you know, and that's one of the – because I know, like, the Disney stuff I don't watch unless, you know, she sees it with me or, or she's like, yeah, go ahead and watch it by yourself, you know, because it's like I know I'm like if I watch it, I'm like on my own. She's like, I can't believe you didn't wait for me. <laughs> it's like, nope, right. no, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so – 
I mean, I'm looking to see if you buy movies and see how many. I kind of, like, it was nice. I mean, I know she's sitting, you know, right over there. But for me, it's like I have, I don't, I don't have the list. Usually I can go, how many movies do I have? But I'm looking at my phone. It doesn't give me my total numbers. I miss the, hey, we're going to watch a movie together type thing. Because it's, I have well over 500 movies digitally. It's like, spin a roulette wheel. If I've watched it, chances are I'm going to watch again. Pick something you want to watch, but we wind up watching, like, you know, look, hey, here's Catfish. Because <laughs> <laughs> she gets tired fast. She's like, I don't have a two-hour movie in me unless we start, like, super early like we did with Corella. Like, we, we started it Saturday night when we got home from work. So it was, like, 7 o'clock. So by the time it was done, it was, like, 9.30, and she's like, oh, okay, now I'm tired. So it, it's, it's, it's hard to watch a, like... It's gonna be. We may have maybe like. It's hard to watch a movie when we come back from work because most of the time it's like, hey, we're closing. We're at work until the mall closes, and that's like eight. By the time we come home, have something to eat. It's like nine thirty, ten o'clock. Neither one of us really have the energy. I have a little bit more energy because I'm more of a night person. Mm-hmm. So I'll watch. Like I started. I think I'm now watching the Spy Who Loved Me. Okay. You know, sit out of my James Bond collection because I'm like alright well she's not going to watch it I can watch it on my you know at my leisure and I'll watch like a half hour 45 minutes of it I'm like okay I think I'm ready for bed and not be like oh I need to know what happens next because James Bond movies are kind of like like a comfort comfort food to me right. you know that reminds me I also finished finally finished the first book of the uh, James Bond the, I finally finished Casino Royale huh. it wasn't bad <laughs> And because they do the daily deals, I've gotten just about half of the Bond books from maybe not even a total of $12. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> it's like, hey, deal of the day. Here is like the spy who loved me for like $1.99. I'm like, oh, that seems plausible. You know, and like last night, I think I bought like a book for, it wasn't a Bond book, but it was a book that seems sort of interesting for like 90 cents. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can, I can, and it's like one of like a seven book series. I'm like, all right, you know what? The first dollar is on me. <laughs> like, I'll, 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 for ninety cents, I can you know see if I like it. It's like one of those who's like, um, she's like a vampire hunter and she teams up with a vampire assassin. Oh, together they go wacky adventures and maybe they'll find love. And it's like, oh, those usually don't work out well for me. But because <laughs> something happens, I usually like the the camaraderie and the comedy, and then the moment the two of them hook up. Like, I happened with that with the Anita Blake series, where it was, like, it was really, really good. It was, like, an R-rated Buffy. And then I think I read one whole book. It was just became, like, porn. And I'm like, I have no desire to read this series anymore. I don't care. I don't care. Where's the, like, I don't care what your relationship with this dude is. It seems to be like, you guys need therapy. You're you're a vampire hunter. He's a vampire. You guys are sleeping together. And she's sleeping with a guy who's a, a, a werewolf. I'm like, I don't I don't care. You have not killed anybody in like a hundred pages. Like, get to work. It's like I'm done. I'm done. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping this book doesn't do that. This series, but you know, I can't. When you have a where, when you have a vampire and a vampire hunter, there's, and one's a boy, and one's a girl. You, you got to have the tension. So, hopefully, it's a nice balance. All right. But for ninety cents, if it sucks, I'm like, oh, I wasted a dollar. Not even. <laughs> Not even a dollar. <laughs> right. So I'll, I'll give it like, I should maybe download the free sample, but. 
go. Um, I pretty much that's. I mean, that's it. I, I did start when we get to the video games. I'll do the Republic Racer or the. Oh, I can not. I've looked. I keep fucking up the name. It's it's two R's. That's why I'm like. Eh. So Ed, what's coming out? <laughs> All right, here we go. Releases of the week, kids. All right. The top of this is Mortal Kombat's Legends Battle of the Realms is coming out on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy. Uh, this is an animated movie, so uh, it's not the Mortal Kombat that just came out on theaters. It's not, the, it's not the Scorpion's one? It's a new one? It's a new one, yes. Battle of the Realms is just coming out. So another animated uh I guess they since they they they, they I guess the uh, Mortal Kombat movie the recent one just came out it was did real well they figure why not um you know <laughs> I, sometimes sometimes I wonder why I do things there there's a thing called In the Heights is coming out I guess this was a film version of Broadway musical which uh da, 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 da. yeah I, I don't know why the In the Heights is coming out this okay, there must be some. Here's here's maybe it might be why. Uh, In the Heights is I think written and directed by Lin Ron Mandel, the guy who this was his first play. Yes, that's he it. That's followed, it. He's, he, he followed it up with uh, Hamilton. Yes, but this is a movie adaptation of his first play. Yes, there there you go. That's the reason why that is this on the list is because of that um dune a two uh disc limited edition is coming out on 4k and blu-ray i guess to uh so they ah. what i'm kind of bummed because i have a i have to check my blu-ray edition i have i have a i have a uh uh steelbook you know I, I think i have another version of it and all this kind of stuff i'm like i ain't buying any more <laughs> So. Right. I mean, one version, of, one copy of Dune is enough. Um, I prefer the long David Lynch version because if you're going to get it once, try to get as much of that movie as you can. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like a two disc. I mean, I know that they have the the re well the rebooted one coming out. I think next month, I believe. Um, or yes. This month. September. It's coming out soon. I know that. I don't know exactly when right. the release date is, um, but. Which I'm really interested in. I hear it's more faithful to the book because it's um, Devenu, the guy who did the last Blade, the last Blade Runner movie. Um, yeah, I'm gonna look it up while you're yeah. where you're. So, <laughs> what else is coming out? Uh, this one's actually for me, but I'm I'm probably not gonna buy it. Uh, Bugsy Malone's coming out on Blu-ray for the first time. <laughs> so, okay. oh, you know what, Bugsy Malone's every once in a while it pops up on the Voodoo. Yes, actually, it's on sale. I think for five bucks. There so, you go. So there uh, you. Dennis Vin- uh, it's, uh it's a French director, who's doing the uh, Dune. He did, um, what do you call it? Blade Runner 2049? Yeah. And he's a couple of his other movies I liked. But yes, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, after Bugsy Malone, uh, there is a bunch of Vincent Price ones coming out on Blu-ray. I think these are all uh, some of them are special editions, some are special special editions. So I'll go through them and tell you which ones are which. The comedy, the comedy of terrors, is a special edition one. Uh, then there is the Bla- the last man on earth. This is a special special edition. Then we have the master of the world, and that's a special special edition. And the raven, which is just a special edition. So there's okay. four Vincent Price movies coming out. I don't know if they've been on Blu-ray before. I don't know, but. 
they're kind of uh, different. I think dis- there's like, you know, like, hey, on DVD, here's a, a Vincent Price box set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next we have his Boss Baby back in business. Season one and two is coming out on DVD. So uh, okay. look forward to that. And that is all the movies and television we have this week, kids. Uh, I'm going to move on to video games. And uh, the first one is Kiwi, developed by Stone Wheat and Sons and published by Sold Out for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, System Next, Switch and PC. And that's coming out Tuesday, August 31st. Then we have Rustler, developed by Jitsu Games and published by Modus Games for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. And that'll be on Tuesday, August 31st. Um, then, okay. No, no, that, that Dune is a 4K Blu-ray edition, uh, which is why it's two discs. Okay. Yeah, it's 4K Ultra HD and a Blu-ray disc. So, whew. Okay. Like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have the Big Con, developed by Mighty Tell or Mighty Yell, sorry, and published by Skyboard, Skybound, sorry, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, and PC for Tuesday, August 31st. Then we have Lake, developed by Gamius and published by. Whitehorn Digital for the Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC. And that'll be on Wednesday, September 1st. Then we have WRC 10, developed by KT Racing and published by Nacone for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC. And that'll be on Thursday, September 2nd. Then we have the Rumble Boxing Cree Champions, developed and published by Survivors, or no, sorry, Servos. For the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and then we have Friday, September 3rd. We have Golf Club Wasteland, developed by Demigog and Demigog Studio, and published by Untold Tales for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and that'll be on Friday, September 3rd. And finally, the Medium, developed and published by Blooper Team for the PS5 for Friday, September 3rd. Okay. All right. What else? Uh, I guess you're on the video games next? That was video games. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Alright. <laughs> sorry. I was reading something. Nothing good's coming out. <laughs> you know what's great is, is that you must have been. <laughs> Yeah, you must have been researching because you're making like oohs and ahs <laughs> so it seems like you're paying attention <laughs> and then I go that's it I guess we're moving on to your games now <laughs> well, acting thank you <laughs> that's great alright so what I have been playing when I got the beta code for was Riders Republic Riders Republic. Uh huh. It is a game by Ubisoft, uh, a company that you know does the Assassin's Creed games and um, the Far Cry series. A, a lot of games that I've played personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got we got these beta access codes because this week the game's coming out soon. Um, and what it really it takes um, extreme games. Uh, here's the best way I could put it. Uh, imagine you racing on a BMX bike or like a bike race, like over mountains and stuff, uh, or snowboarding or skiing down a mountain, or air paragliding—not paragliding, but aerial gliding, like on one of those like squirrel suits or like a 
jetpack backpack type thing. Um, and huh. you're basically racing. That's, that's what it comes down to. Um, there was a game that came, first came out called Steep. Uh, it was a snowboarding skiing game that they did first. Okay. Uh, where it was like, you know, it's just skiing. This one is, they kind of took that and they threw in some extra features. Um, f- f- most notably, the feature that I noticed is that they also do a game called The Crew, which is a car racing game. Mm-hmm. And for The Crew 2, the sequel to that, they threw in airplanes, boats, and cars that you can race. And that on certain races, you would drive your car to a checkpoint, and then your car would change into a boat. Not magically, well, magically, but not like not a transformer. Just it would go from car to boat. And then at some point in time, that boat, you meant to like, do a jump. And next thing you know, it turns out you're flying. Mm-hmm. Like one of those, it's like, like different checkpoints. They incorporate that concept into Riders Republic, where, and it's all multiplayer. Cross platform means like if you had an Xbox, you can play with PlayStation people, you can play with Switch people, you can play with PC people. And imagine you're going to, it looks like a Yosemite Park, National Park. And that's where the trails are. That's where the snowboarding is at. That's where the bike rails are, the bike racing are. Um, <clears throat> and then you could have... Now, again, this is the beta, so I didn't have full access to the game. But it's a giant open-world map where you could pedal your bike. Or I had a snow um, a snowmobile that I could ride because you unlock it. Because when you get to a certain... You get to certain levels, you unlock more shit. Mm-hmm. So it basically, you know, it's it's kind of like that. Like if you like extreme sports, if you like, you know, like bike racing, like BMX bike racing, I'm not, and I say that kind of loosely because the last bike that I won for going up a level was kind of like a ten speed racing bike. Think, uh, Neil or Curtis, not Curtis. I was like Curtis Armstrong. <laughs> Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Thank you. I knew the last name was Armstrong. I almost said Neil. I almost said Curtis. Not even close to Lance. (laughs) (laughs) Think Lance Armstrong style bike, but also think like, oh, or you could have a BMX bike, depending, I guess, what the race you're going to be having. Um, You could have a snowboard or skis. You know, that's a choice when you're doing the snow activities. Um, There is, like I said, the aerial stuff where you can actually have like a wingsuit where it's like, I'm jumping off a building, yay, and you're just kind of s- flying Scarlet to your next area until you're ready to pop the parachute. Mm-hmm. Or you have basically a jet engine attached to your back, so you kind of like, like, through stuff, you know, um, for some of those races. Um, now, granted, betas are give you a little taste of the game to help figure out bugs and shit like that. It also tempts you whether or not you want to actually buy the game. Um, this was, a, I think, a closed beta, so I'm going to assume there will probably be an open beta coming up probably within the next few weeks. Um, or possibly next week. I don't know. I haven't really paid much attention to it. Yeah, because while I enjoy the beta, I don't, I'm don't. i not really thinking that I'm going to buy the game because it's not really my type of game. Now, I say that knowing full well that it has the things that I like, it's collectible stuff, like in this open world there's these you know, Riders Republic like 
collectibles around there. It's like, hey, like, look, you found this uh, artifact, and that artifact was basically two pieces of wood that you strap on your feet and you can use as skis. They ain't the best, but they're just kind of like, hey, look at me joking around kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, look, you found this artifact, and it's a pizza delivery box. Um, I mean, pizza delivery bicycle that you can run through town and do like little tricks with. And like it's overall it's it wasn't horrible, but I don't think it's really my type it's not my type of game. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a of a person who enjoys racing games and like I thought I'd be really interested in Steep and Steep lost its lost its luster quickly. Um and I think Riders Republic would do the same thing cuz in the beta they there's these you can I would call them bounties where it's like, Hey, do this. You have, you purchase a bounty and you have to fulfill that, that, that bounty. And it's like week, like weekly bounties. And it's like, okay, well you can pick one of these seven things. And one of them is also like, if you, if you complete five bounties, you get this outfit, mm-hmm. you know, that comes with like a panda head and, and, you know, cause it's like, so you can be like wacky and kooky. You know, like you're the guy skiing down the mountainside in your underwear, like woo! But you need, you might need a skin for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, if you collect enough points, you might be able to buy it. You know, every time you run a race, you get paid, and then it's like you could buy because like, they have obviously like a shop where it's, it's like a little area. It's called trending, so where it's like, oh well, today this suit's trending, and you could either pay using the cash that you've earned while playing or the special the special credits that we gave you a thousand credits for to be able to buy something on the expensive side that you would only buy if you had paid real money for you know hmm. like like uh, like v bucks or call of duty coins or however name a game that you buy at the test Creed has it like the helix coins mm-hmm. So like you could eventually like had the game be here like oh I need like ten thousand coins I can buy it for like twenty bucks with real cash and I could do that so I can buy the little tchotchke head so I could be like look at me I look like you know a space invader while I'm skiing down a mountain backwards woo you know <laughs> I mean it, it, while it's interesting and while it's like it, I'm not much of a competitive I don't I don't say I'm not much of a competitive person I just don't what's competitive about it is not really my cup of tea. It was enjoyable for the week that I played it, but I wouldn't know. I don't think I'd buy it and, and want to be like, ah, today, Ed, I can't do the show because I'm in a 32-person bike race across the Yosemite Mountains. <laughs> so I can win a shark head. A shark head. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's the only thing I need to complete my shark ensemble. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, it, and, and there is certain mentality because I was watching people like play and I'm like wow that person's got like it's like this crazy panda head and this purple like jumpsuit and I'm like I want that jumpsuit how do I get that jumpsuit oh I gotta do these five bounties I don't see the panda head how do I get the panda head oh I hope I didn't miss out on the panda head and then when I got finished that bounty it came with the panda head I'm like oh it came with the panda head cool so now I can run around like that but now that I have it I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> like, it's like I got it, and it's—I wouldn't say it was the end of the. It just there didn't seem to be much more of a, like, oh, I could redo these runs again and try to get a better time, or there's certain goals that you can try to accomplish, like, oh, try to do it in the most hardest difficulty, and you get these stars, and 
those stars help make you rise in levels, but everything's got a level cap because it's the beta. Like, I was playing, I think maybe I might have like 150 of these stars. I think maybe I need like 50 total, you know, to get to the max levels for this beta. But I'm like seeing a guy with the panda outfit, and he's got like almost like 300 coins, and I'm like, dude, how long have you been fucking playing this game? You know, like, is it really necessary? Because <laughs> you don't get a lot of shit. You get, you get the bare minimum. You know, to play the to play the beta, but, you're really going hardcore. <laughs> like, he's probably he's probably playing like, and he, you talk to him, he's like, yeah, it's not really that good of a game. <laughs> it's like you know, he's like like scoring like all these coins and stuff. And it's like it's like uh, yeah, it's not even really that good. I'm just playing it because <laughs> I mean, there was like okay, like I'll be honest, I there's I was really good at the snowboarding and skiing stuff. Uh, I don't know why. I just have I, I guess I just I like it when it comes to the the bike stuff I get because it's like a motorcycle I get kind of wonky on it the flying stuff once I set it to that if I want to go down I can go down I push down if I want to go up I can push up like when you first start it's flight controls Mm -hmm. so you know it's basically oh I need to rise up so let me pull down on the joystick but then I also have to watch where my camera angles. so you almost have to kind of do both so I was like okay well let me see if I can switch the the Y uh, it's the Y axis you know flip that so if I want to go down I can pull down but now my brain has already figured, oh, I'm, I'm flying, so I need to push up to go down. You kind of have to – there's like a, like a learning curve in a, way, in a, in a bit. Okay. But I, I got a little better with that as time went on. But again, ultimately, I'm just like, okay, well, I don't, I don't think I'm going to – I don't think I'm going to buy the game. Maybe – but again, I was on vacation, had nothing else to do. I mean, I was playing Hitman 3, so still playing that. But I was also kind of like not feeling well, so I didn't really feel like get too involved in shit because I was like, you know what, I might want to take a nap or I might want to just lay in bed and watch TV and pet the dog because my fatigue level is not the greatest. Like at some at one point this week, I was getting overly nervous and thinking like, well, I'm gonna should go get a COVID tested because I don't. It was it was hard to breathe out my nose and. You know, it was hard to catch my breath because I was talking, or or because of this, how my sinuses was killing me. Mm. And by the end of the week, it, it started clearing up. Like it's, I got my one nostrils a little closed, but I should be fine by the time I go to bed. You know, it's just like I'm back to work now, so I got to work all week, and then I'm on vacation again. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? Maybe I'll buy a game before I go on vacation and have something else to do while I'm here for another week. <laughs> I can't go anywhere because. The wife works, so it's not like we're planning on to go on a vacation anytime. It's like, hey, I got two weeks off, and Stacey and I are going to Disney. Not now, because especially not Florida. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, 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 so, so that's been my uh, that that was my experience with, with Riders Republic. Um, if given an opportunity, I'll let you know if if you're interested. If even in someone interested in something like that. I think I might have an ex- extra code, maybe, maybe not, or I'll let you know when the the all access beta is running in case if you're interested. It, it was okay, like I said, I wasn't, I didn't hate it. The graphics were nice. Um, it was a different setting because it's like in a park, so you can kind of go like cross country, like pedaling. Some places were a little off limits, not off limits, but it was hard to get to because you might not have had. Like I found the easiest way, <laughs> the easiest method for me to travel was find one of the highest peaks teleport there because there's a fast travel system put on the wingsuit and just jump right off and just float over to that area 
He's <laughs> 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 like, how far do I got to go? <sighs> I got to clear up some of this map. I'll jump off something. <laughs> just <laughs> glide my way down. And and I and then I went up getting annoyed because I found out that I had because I see some people using the the backpack like I'll think James Bond backpack except mm. with wings. How come? How do? What do I got to do to get that? And I find the, I come to find out that I already had it. I just had to choose that as an option. It defaults you to the scroll fly flying scroll suit. And I'm like, son of a bitch, man! I could have been like flying flying around this fucker. <laughs> and I'm already done kind of quote unquote done playing it you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> and I think the uh, beta is closes on today being the 29th so I guess I'll uh, wait till next round maybe maybe they'll do something different who knows but I gotta be honest right now like I said as I said earlier I don't foresee myself paying money for it okay <laughs> that's what I can put it um that's my games. Uh, I, I got some news articles. All Thank right. You. All right. Um, <clears throat> let me just go here. <clears throat> All right, Ed. Hugh Jackman reveals. Oh, Ed, I forgot to tell you. Actually, we should have started the show with this. Apparently, my threat scared some people. Huh? Last week we were talking about how OnlyFans was going to put a porn ban on their stuff. Uh, yeah. They reversed that decision. <laughs> uh, Rightly so, because they were like, oh my god, I heard there's two nerds from Geeks are coming, trying to come up with a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently they, they, they dropped plan porn ban. We'll continue to allow sexually explicit content. <laughs> Uh, on Wednesday, the company said it, quote, secured assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community, end quote, uh, suggesting that it has new agreements with banks to pay OnlyFans content creators, including those who share sexually explicit material. Uh, here's how this is my favorite part. Quote, thank you to everyone for making your voices heard. We have secured assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community and have suspended the planned October 1st policy change. The company said in a tweet, <laughs> "OnlyFans stands for inclusion, and we will continue to provide a home for all creators." <laughs> uh, OnlyFans spokesperson declined to say which bank or banks it has new or renewed payment processing agreements, because uh, basically, what the problem what they were saying was that when you're dealing with anything in the adult industry, it's frowned upon, right? So when a bank says, okay, I got to cut a check to who? For what? Oh, we don't like that. We have a board of directors, and they they they, they don't want to do that. So we're going to – you either need to change that policy if you want to continue doing business with us. And most of the time, the, those businesses go, well, I need to get my money somehow, and I need to get my money to my creator. So we're going to want to make some changes. And in this case, <laughs> someone went – someone kind of reminded them, like, dude – your whole financial plan is based on our backs. You know, like, I don't think, I really do think, like I said that meme, I really do think that if they did that, it would have destroyed them. And I think someone probably went, they might have a point. Because if everyone's going to jump ship, all that money that we make, it's going to go, it's going to, it's going to go away. And we won't, we won't need those banks. Right. And <laughs> I, 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 
I mean, now that you said this, it makes sense now. Like, probably what they did was they probably agreed to something to that bank because probably what the bank would have done would have been effective immediately that they shut your accounts out because of this. And if they make a promise that they're going to make a change at a certain time, but they have to let everybody know. And, you know, it's, a, right. it's, all, it's, all, it's all these legal, legal mumbo jumbo they have to deal with. Then probably they were like, yeah, we're, 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 porn's going to end and everybody's like up at arms and blah, blah, blah. But it, it's, it's, it's like what, uh, just, uh, onlyfans.com was basically just using that as a ruse till they got another bank that would allow this to happen, you know, kind of thing and figure out a way to, you know, kind of, you know, thing. And then all of a sudden, cause if, cause, cause either way they were like, okay, either we're going to have to shut down basically our, our whole porn industry, you know, our whole porn section of the, of the server, you know, or we're going to have to, uh, uh, switch banks and they probably were banking both what they're, <laughs> find a better word than banking they're 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 hedging their bets on what they were going to do because basically like it's like if we can't get another bank then we have we're going to have to shut down the uh the, the porn side of this basically so that right. way you know so that way we can stay in business but then you know on the, on the other hand like like you were saying like like they knew that's just like well if we shut this down it's basically putting us out of business right. so we, it, it would be kid to burger king saying yeah you know what we're not gonna do hamburgers anymore right like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, we fine. We got salads. Yeah. I mean, we got you know fries. Everyone likes our chicken fries. Yeah, but your main ingredient—no offense—is burgers. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you're called Burger King. <laughs> There's a reason for it. And right. then, <laughs> that, but that's to say, like that's that's, but that's like they 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 probably they probably announce it just so that way, like it looks good on their on you know in. in the whole thing of you know like oh like they're they're finally doing something about it and this is what they're doing and they're like oh, okay we'll, we'll we'll continue to do business but then you know they're secretly running out to other banks going look like we need like this done you know blah blah, blah. as you could see in the in the you know in the news that we're you know we're we're, we're gonna have to shut this down that's gonna put us out of business can you you know facilitate right. us you know kind of thing and because it's, it's like there, the certain banks, you're, you know, you're right. They're like they have a reputation they want to uphold, and they don't want to. Um... Right. Every, every it seems to be like I mean the beginning of the third quarter of fiscal year happened, um, end of September, I believe. Mm-hmm. So there could have been a like a shareholders meeting, and during that shareholders meeting, they were like, hey, you know, we get this much money from this company, and somebody's like hey wait a second i don't as a board member i'm offended by that stuff you know and i don't i don't i don't think we should do it and then it scares the board of directors and then the people are like oh shit oh shit the board of directors and then someone probably went well you know what if we lose them as a company we're going to lose this much money that comes into our store or it comes into our bank and that's going to make your cut a little smaller mm-hmm. and they're like from 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 okay i guess we'll let it go <laughs> you know because like it's, it's like, hey, it's money. I can take that money and go somewhere else. I'm sure there'd be a bank that wouldn't mind to have that kind of money flow going through their their system, right? Because it's not like there's, it's not, it's not like the adult workers are wiping their ass with that money. It's all <laughs> electronic. They're not even touching it. 
<laughs> you know, but it's the stigma of having what that dollars that money is associated with. Like back in the good old days, Andy, if we went to a strip joint, maybe you come home and there'd be some glitter on your money. You know, like <laughs> oh, I guess I know where I was at. Or it might you might smell a little flowery because the perfume. Now you don't even have to worry about that. It's all digital. Right. So it's like no one touches it. It's all ones and zeros. Shut your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying. I mean, it's it's an old it's an old. Uh, tradition, because as I say, you're right. They're, I mean, they're they're kind of just being stuffy about it. But the reality of it is, is that a lot of people go and we wait, what? Like, you know, like we 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 can get money off of this, and it's just like you know, banks are like like it's not illegal, you know, technically. I right. mean, you know, you know, it's just it's 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 frowned upon, but it's not you know totally legal. So, like, what do I care? You know, but some banks are like, you know, it's like we could do better. You know, we you know we. Like if we want the you know wholesome you know families you know we can't be the same bank that you know the that the only fans uh, creators right. are, are banking us, at. Us here at Bank of America have pride ourselves in wholesome money laundering. <laughs> <laughs> we only accept the finest drug dealers and mobsters. <laughs> Throw a pair of titties in there and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> There's nudity? For shame. We're not going to accept that kind of money. Oh, but that $20 bill has probably been shoved up someone's nose and a line of Coke from it. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> this $20 bill once had me snort Coke off a hooker's ass. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take that money. It's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think it's because they were scared. They heard our show. And they knew that we were gonna get, we were gonna dip our toe in that well, and they're like, "Shit, we got to think of something that was better." No, no, never mind. We changed our mind. We can't let those idiots get access to that kind of cash. <laughs> <laughs> we can't allow that to happen. <laughs> can't allow that to happen. Next thing you know, Sean's going to work by sliding out a slide in his second story window. <laughs> Makes going to my job a lot more enjoyable when I have a, a, a slide out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get, look at everybody and go you know i don't need this job i make my money the old-fashioned way stealing it <laughs> through porn <laughs> through adult entertainment 20 percent mine <laughs> i don't need this <laughs> are you doing it to work no i'm just holding the money for him i gotta get my cut <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. That's, you know, chicken shits. That's what I think. That's, that's, that's my story. I'm sticking to it, Ed. All You're right. scared of us. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Ed. Did, did you know that they were remaking The Witches of Eastwick? No, I did not. I, I saw this headline last week, and I was like, that's weird. Because, well, okay, it's a Swedish filmmaker... Ninja Thyberg will take on the dark comic fantasy The Witches of Eastwick after she completes promotion on her new movie Pleasure. Uh, <laughs> the remake of the 1987 fantasy movie The Witches of Eastwick has found its writer and director in Ninja Thyberg, who has signed on with Warner Brothers for the project. Uh, the deal was completed last week, and Thyberg will be, will be writing the movie with a view to shooting in the U.S. by early next year. Uh, there are a few details available at the moment as to whether the movie will be a remake directly based on George Miller's movie 
or more likely a new adapted version of the John Updike novel on which the first movie was based on. So, for those people who don't know, uh, Witches of Eastwick tells a story of three housewives bored with their lives and in need of a little something to spice up their dreary existence. Unaware of their witchy potential, the three women congregate regularly to talk about their ideal man. Soon after, the mysterious and charismatic Daryl Von Horn Van Horn arrives in town and causes a stir by purchasing the town's landmark property. Over a few days, Van Horn manages to seduce all three women, and after inviting them all to his mansion, introduces them to their magical abilities. Um. <clears throat> now, I did you have you seen that movie? No, no. Really? I, yeah, I, I if 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 um. If I have, I couldn't tell you what. Uh, um, oh. Good. I'll tell you, uh, do you remember? Do you remember who started it? Uh, that was with. Well, there's a couple of stars, but the the one was um, uh, oh, Jack Nicholson, right? right? Jack Nicholson plays the essentially the devil, and is Michelle Pfeiffer's one of them. Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. Um, the three female star leads is a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead. The blonde is played by Michelle Pfeiffer. The redhead is played by Susan Sarandon. And the brunette is played by Cher. And with Jack Nicholson in it. And it was back in 1987. Okay. Uh, and we're talking like three women and an actor. All all actors. All four of these people were in their prime at that year. Like, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing Cher. Michelle Pfeiffer was like on every movie at that point. Same with Susan Sarandon. They were just everywhere. And Jack Nicholson's Jack Nicholson. If you're going to get somebody to play the devil, Jack Nicholson was the perfect person to play that especially you know a couple years before he plays joker <laughs> you know yeah uh so you're looking at like it, it just so you know it movie wound, wound up making 67 million dollars from its 22 million dollar budget and is still regarded as a great 80s movie I, I saw it it wasn't a really good movie but i think it's more of an enjoyment of watching the, all those actors interact with one another like sometimes you I said it before, like in Doomsday, like in um, Doom Patrol, like sometimes the the subject matter could be shit, but if you enjoy, I said it with uh, the Hitman's wife's bodyguard, like if you enjoy those people on screen and you can see that there's a chemistry between the three those people, then you're not really going to mind what the subject matter is because it looks like they're having a good time. Right. And that's kind of the way I felt about watching The Witches of Eastwick because it, it wasn't really good. It was, I wouldn't say it was like a, a you know, blow your hair back kind of movie it was enjoyable and fun and cute and you know there was seeing jack nicholson be jack nicholson is basically what you get in 19 in the 80s mm-hmm. um him being you know all eyebrows and all kind of like oogly boogly ha, ha, look at me i'm jack nicholson you know kind of <laughs> down the, down the devil he <laughs> like you know it was it was pretty good i mean i'm not gonna lie it, it, but it wasn't like Woo, Ed, if you've never seen Witches of Eastwick, you are missing out. <laughs> <laughs> like, in my head now, part of me is like, I wonder if the movie really does hold up still. Right. Because you are looking at, like, four people who were, like, you couldn't get. I, I'm like, if you're remaking that movie, I don't know. And again, this could just be because I don't watch a lot of. It'd be hard for me to find three women who could maybe fill in those roles. Now you need a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead, and right away, 
one of the redheads are going back and going, hey, well, you know, get Emma Stone. That's because I just saw her in a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, does she have to be a natural redhead? No. But I think that from my memories of the first movie, if you're going to remake it, she would fit the bill, I think. But I don't know. Like, I don't know. Pick another pick a blonde. Pick a brunette that could maybe. I mean, you'd probably want to throw just to make it. Um, a per appeal and make sure people of color are in it. Like obviously you would find the best people for the right role, but back in nineteen eighty seven it was four white people. You know. Right. I'm sure you could probably find an African American actress who could play the role, you know, in that for that age groups or with a Latina actress. Like it ain't gonna be I mean I guess it could be you could get a board house or you could get J Lo. She'd be probably a good pick as the brunette. You know, she could pass as a board housewife. You know? Because uh, the thing is, all three of them are kind of frumpy until mm. he enters their life, and then they start getting like they kind of become glow up. They get beautiful and they get glamorous, and you can kind of see that that their interaction with him is is making them shine brighter. Mm. So I mean, you can get J Lo and like glasses and nerdy, and you know, um, you can probably get away with it. So I mean, I don't know. All right. Uh, that one. Now you apparently gave me an article. You're like, I don't know if it's news or newsworthy or not, but I, you didn't give me the link. And then I had to tell you, hey, can you give me the link? And you did. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, wish I could remember what it was. <laughs> well, it was Hugh Jackman says 47 minutes were cut from the X-Men at the last minute. Ah, that's right. <laughs> apparently, uh, the original X-Men movie what, back in 2000 Jackman was recently doing an interview for his new movie, Reminiscence, which is now streaming on HBO Max, uh, and was asked which of his many films changed the most from the time of shooting to the time it came out of the editing bay onto the big screen. Uh, In the conversation, he revealed that, um, quote, I'm probably speaking out of school, Steve. Apparently, that's who he was talking to. But a week before it came out, I think it was 47 minutes longer. Uh, That's practically a whole different X-Men movie, you know, if you think about it. He's like, oh, I may be exaggerating or under-exaggerating. It was a lot. It, it maybe, it maybe the week, maybe the week is an exaggeration, but I certainly, oh, what we shot on, I remember doing what happened to that scene and that character slash what? Wait, whoa, uh, the, that movie from memory is about a hundred minutes. I think it was a lot longer, uh, a lot longer. So that was definitely a big surprise to me. Okay. So, you know, of course it. This reveal got a nice joke from Jackman's reminiscent director, Lisa Joy, who demanded the full cut of the X-Men get released, because <laughs> apparently that's a thing now. <laughs> However, the way that Jackman describes things, his experience with X-Men was less about the demand for the artist's vision, especially in this case, Brian Singer, and more about an early lesson on how, to ch- how treacherous showbiz really is. Uh, he said there were battles all the way through for sure. I remember people who I knew in Hollywood, not my agent, not Patrick, and not anyone at the studio, but two or three other people who were in the know were like, dude, <laughs> you know, I finished in February and it came out in July. They were like, make sure you get another job. The word on the street is they're seeing it and it's a dud. And that's it's OK. At the moment, you you're a lead in a movie in Hollywood, right? Don't tell them it's a comic book movie. That means nothing. Just say that you're a lead in a movie and you're at least going to get auditions and then try to book something before it comes out. And they'll give you one more shot. <laughs> I remember getting this advice and I'm like, all right, let's go auditioning. 
so I mean I mean let's face it because that was kind of his breakout performance oh yeah definitely that was one of the ones that you just you know um you, that you know all of a sudden like he's he's the guy like you would you know he's on the map now and he's the, he's the guy that right you're gonna... because of that you know he gets the swordfish and, and his, his his career just explodes right you know which i mean and now we have i mean yeah but without that moment you don't get anything out from him right like i don't think doom gray scott whatever dungaray or whatever his first name is i don't think you're getting 17 years out of wolverine movies out of that guy <laughs> I mean, he's he basically is now on TV as Batwoman's dad. Well, he was not anymore. I mean, he's still Kate Kane's dad, but I don't even know if he's even still on the show because I haven't watched it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, and that's the thing we we've had many discussions years ago um, on the show and off the show that there were they there were always talks that there was another cut or a another version of that movie of x-men movie and it was just kind of like you know and i'm like i was like i would love to see an alternate cut of that movie because there's some scenes in there that are bizarre and you're going it just didn't it it, it was it, it's it felt like there it was from something else you know that's that's how that, that's how i explained it it was like you 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 there's a there's a scene where she he uh hugh jackman's uh wolverine fights uh mystique and she does this weird thing up a pole she does this like climbing up a pole uh type of design and you're going and and it was like cut and it was like and it was like they moved to another scene and you're going something else happened there like we're we're missing something you know kind of thing and some of the stuff was bizarre and like some of the some of the little there's little quotes that that chew jackman says like he's like what kind of place is this or something like that and the like look on his face and it, it was just it was just very bizarre and it was it was like and and I, I I've heard there was like rumors that there was there was another cut of the movie like the movie the theatrical version we got versus the uh, what they what Brian Singer shot which is completely different they just they just cut it really differently and they added I think a couple more scenes or something like that and that was it and that's kind of how it all came about and it was still a good movie in my opinion anyway well, sure. But uh, I'm I'm always wondering like like what what would have what would he would have gotten you know kind of thing like and I'm I'm always curious to see you know and then and then when I saw when I saw that article I was like oh my god like you know I'm like I I you know you hear stuff and you're going is it really true you, you know you kind of you know you 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 just kind of going you know do I believe it but then you hear something like this and you're going oh there's there is some truth to this rumor so you know. I would like now to see this thing. They should release the right <laughs> the director's cut of uh, of X Men. I I'd like to see what they would have would have done with that. You know, right? I mean, not that it's going to take away from the movie. I think at this point now, it's like, okay, well, here's surprise. Here's another cut, and here's forty seven extra minutes of subplot. Maybe there was like another character that they just pulled away, or maybe there was more Magneto. Right? Who knows? Um. <clears throat> Ed, are, are you watching uh, uh, Cobra Kai, or have you watched Cobra Kai? No, I, I, I've, I've watched like the first couple of episodes, and I never gone back, and not because I didn't want to. I just, you know, I always forget, or, or you know, like oh, I should get back to that and watch it, and then it's something else. Like, hey, this is on. <laughs> End up watching that instead, or you know, I don't feel like I have the time to watch it, but uh, I definitely do want to go back to it. I always think what's nice about the show is that it's only a half hour long. 
So, I mean, each episode's like a half hour. So yeah. you probably could blow through a season in like three hours, <laughs> maybe, if that. <laughs> um, but the reason why I'm bringing it up because season four is coming soon. But shows already got renewed for season five. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's how I, I'm gonna say that's kind of how good the show is. If they're already going like, yeah, we know season four is not even out yet, but we're gonna renew it for season five. Um, for people who are listening to the show who do watch Karate Kid, and Ed, this might make you a little bit more interested in watching the seasons. Um, apparently, season four is gonna bring back Thomas Ian Griffith's character um, as the uh, Terry Silver from Karate Kid Three. Oh wow! He'll be teaming up again with John Kreese to lead the Cobra Kai dojo down a dark path en route to the All Valley Karate uh, Tournament. So, yeah, Ed, it's pretty good. They're bringing back. They kind of bring back. I'm waiting to see if they're going to bring in. You know, um, they just about brought back everybody from the first movie uh, where they could, uh-huh. um, and they haven't brought in Hillary Swank's character yet I don't know if they're going to but there's a possibility of them there's there's a way for them to do it but the way they've been um, they the way they bring people into the show I mean without Ralph Macchio and I wish I remember the guy who played the bad guy um, from who's now the head of well who was spoiler the head of uh, Cobra Kai's dojo from season one and season two and also season three um they brought them in and then they brought Ralph Macchio's uh, well the woman who played his mom they brought her back obviously you can't bring back Mr. Miyagi because he passed away years ago um, well you know it's, it's it's funny though that's just I've seen a meme on Facebook now where it's just like the Mr. Miyagi looks surprised and he's like looking down from heaven seeing everybody wearing Cobra Kai right <laughs> look at that show is I mean I never thought I enjoyed the movies. I saw all three movies. I didn't see the Hillary Swank one. Um, I did see the reboot with um, Jaden Smith with uh, um, with Jackie Chan. With Jackie, and the only reason why I wanted to watch it was because of Jackie Chan. Right. Um, it was okay. It wasn't like the greatest of remakes, but again, at that point, I don't think that movie. I think I aged out of that movie. I definitely thought it was for for a younger generation. <clears throat> um, so. Again, I, you know, when you go in and you're watching it for the guy who's playing Mr. Miyagi and not the kid who's playing Ralph Macchio's character, um, it was it, it was okay. Um, but watching the show, and then when they brought the show, it was a YouTube Red TV show. Where that's the reason why it was only in half hour increments because it was they did season one and I think season one, and season two. No, season one, and then I think it went to Netflix. Um, where they may have done two seasons. Either way, the show was really good, and some of that fight choreography stuff is like next level fight choreography. Right. Because it's not just with. It brings in kids and high school and, and stuff like that, where you kind of find, okay, well, some of the problems that are still happening back then are still happening today, but you kind of find out that Danny's kind of, you know, if you, depending on your argument, you kind of feel like Danny kind of brought a lot of this shit on himself. That's kind of addressed in the, in the show. Mm hmm. Uh, how he handles, like, you know, the, the idea of Cobra Kai coming back. Uh, you know, it's it, it doesn't really focus. Danny's kind of like the second player. It's more of the lead character, the blonde kid from the original movie, him finding 
his place in the world as a middle-aged man and, and opening up the dojo and to high school kids and teaching them like you know strike hard strike fast and finding out that not necessarily you can work that way anymore and him trying to find balance right is the best way to put it um yeah it's it's really really it's really and of course there's there's some teen angsty stuff you know danny's got a a daughter he's got a son there might have something going on but then there's another kid miguel in it who's like the neighbor and it it's crazy (laughs) but outside the teen angsty stuff the story does more revolve around the the parents and the adults and and when you get into the fighting stuff it's really good stuff so i mean if you got like an afternoon you probably could deep dive into at least two seasons you know Hmm. so ed when you're not watching doom patrol watch karate kid i mean watch uh, cobra kai because (laughs) i'm telling you i'm close to getting a cobra kai t-shirt myself (laughs) (laughs) strike hard strike fast You know, he's walking around going, <laughs> breaking boards and shit. Um, hey, since we're talking about remakes and all, Ed, did you know they're remaking Salem's Lot? <laughs> oh, no, really? Yes. Everything that's old is new again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <clears throat> um, apparently, Lewis Pullman is going to be Ben Mears in Stephen King's Salem Lot remake. Uh, Lewis Pullman, who is the son of actor Bill Pullman, will play a lead role of the author Ben Mears in New Line's upcoming movie based on Stephen King's Salem Lot. Uh, so the movie has secured Lewis's pull, Lewis Pullman for the lead role. It follows Ben Mears, a man who, quote, returned to his childhood home of Jerusalem's Lot in search of inspiration for his next book, only to be discovered that his hometown is being preyed upon by a vampire leading him to band together a ragtag group that will fight the evil presence. Uh, it's very similar to the original 1975 novel, uh, Stephen King, and the subsequent miniseries adaptation. Um, based on the novel, the new script from New Line comes from Gary Doberman. Uh, he previously found success in tackling King's work in the writer of It and It Chapter 2. Both were very well received. Um, so... Yay. <laughs> We're going to have... Uh, if you don't remember, Salem's Lot was previously developed as a two-part miniseries, uh, TV's miniseries back in 79, uh, directed by Toby Hopper, who gave us the cha- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, it starred David Soul as Ben Mears. Uh, at the time, um, I I didn't even know who he... I knew he was a singer. He probably still is, but that's what I knew him as. David Soul. Was he hot? Yeah, no. Isn't David Soul a singer? Or did he play Hutch? Well, he he was both. He was both. Right, okay, he was both. Thanks, Ed. Because <laughs> he... Cause, you could double dip into different careers. Right, because yeah, he played Hutch, but he also had an album. So he was a singer. And he, right. I think he had a top ten hit. So, you know, or... It was it was high enough that people knew what it was. Right, it was high enough for someone to go, yeah, we can buy that album. Sure, we, we can call you. We can call him a singer. Yes. <laughs> I just remember seeing it and going, I not at the time. I don't think he was. Like, I don't know how popular Starsky and Hutch was. I thought that was like done, like in like '76. 
and the show, we see him pop up in like 1979. So I remember watching it going, I don't know who this guy is, or this guy kind of looks familiar, but uh, all right. You, you know, don't I remember, remember watching Starsky and Hutch? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I don't think I've watched it when it was like brand new, like, 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 like the new season of Stars Get Hutch this Sunday on ABC or whatever it was. I don't even know what channel. Um, I, I might have seen. I, I, well, I remember more for Huggy Bear, the character of Huggy Bear. Yeah. On the show. So, and I remember the car because back then everyone needed to have a cool car. So I kind of remember that it's a police procedural. They're kind of standard. I also remember, but I also remember during like in the afternoons being at my grandmother's and watching like uh adam 12 and i think it was uh it was adam 12 because it was a police it was a police show but then there was uh rescue nine was it was was it rescue 911 um emergency emergency, emergency yes yeah, where there were they were um emt guys yes crimes which <laughs> now that i think about it it's just as kooky as quitsy a medical examiner solving crimes <laughs> quitsy emmy uh <laughs> Yeah, but the, but like I always remember, like like you would watch Starsky and Hutch, and it was like Rockford Files, and it was like all these like cop, cop drama, like you know, and like like Rockford Files is more of like a drama slow, and then like you know, uh, uh, Starsky and Hutch was more high speed because the car would race around, like, and it really wasn't. It wasn't like it was it was more the commercialization of the of the, of that car, you know, kind of thing. And I, I don't, I think there was a couple chases here and there, but it wasn't like you know. It was used more of like a drama type of thing. If I mean, of course, I could, I could remember it wrong that you know from back in the day because I mean I'm talking like early '80s because I think right. that's when like it was and you know and then as as time went on, people people have moved on from there, you know, and it just like like those those shows kind of went went in a you know way of something else at the time, you know, and it was just you know there wasn't uh, uh, yeah Starsky and Hutch ran from 1975 to 1979 yeah. So, okay, yeah, David Soul and Michael Paul Glazer, who turned out to wind up for directing a lot of the A-Team shows, I think. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I know he he got away from acting and got more behind the camera. I'm going to uh, – he was Starsky, so I'm going to look because I swear he became a director. He, he is a director. Yes, director. 21 Things. What did he direct? Uh, Criminal Minds, Las Vegas – Third watch. I think it's all. Right. I think mostly all of it's TV. If there's a one or two movies, maybe. But yeah. he uh, he he did direct Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> the Arrow. Oh wow! He directed The Cutting Edge. I love that movie. He directed The Running Man. Yeah. Okay. See, well, there you go. Couple hits. Right. Couple hits on his belt. Uh, three episodes of Miami Vice. Like, all right. Okay. Okay, he directed five episodes of Starsky and Hutch. So, <laughs> look at that. All right. Interesting. Okay. All right, there you go. So, who else I got here? Ed? Um, you saw um, Mission Impossible 3, right? Yes. Okay. Only reason why I'm bringing this up to the show is because I thought it was an interesting story because, you know, Tom Cruise is... Um, He's popped up in the news a couple times because they're doing uh, MI uh, Mission Impossible 7. I think it's 7 now at this point. And the trailer for Maverick just came out not too long ago. I think like last weekend uh-huh. during the week. Um, so Mission Impossible 3 happened. And there's a little interesting. The actress Maggie Q. You know her? Yes. Okay. 
Well, she says that Tom Cruise personally made sure she got a larger trailer trailer to match the rest of the cast. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was uh, during... Um, let's see. She revealed that the star went out of his way to ensure that she had a big trailer as the rest of the cast while they worked on the film. In her interview with Collider, Maggie Q said that Cruz is a quote-unquote leader on the movie set, referencing her time as on MI3 as an example. Um, Maggie told them that she was lower down on the movie's call sheet. I think she was like not even barely in it. So when she arrived in the Italy film set, she was confused to see a giant trailer with her name on it. Uh, the actress told the PA that there must have been a mistake, and she's like, uh, "Oh no, that's not my trailer. It's a mistake because I'm a very small fish and I have a very f- small trailer in my contract." She said, um, but. Thanks to Cruz, it wasn't a mistake at all. Tom's producing partner comes in, and she's like, Hey, Maggie, I heard there was some confusion with your trailer. And I, she said that, she's like, and I said, Oh, there is. Uh, they have the wrong one for me, and I'm just waiting for them to give me the right trailer. She said, No, I checked it. That's your trailer. And I was like, That's not possible. And she's like, No, no, Tom came yesterday to check it out and made sure that everything was A-OK and that you had your contracted trailer in the base camp with all the rest of the trailers, and he said, absolutely not. You're getting rid of this, and you're getting her the same trailer everyone else has because she's part of this movie, and I don't want her coming to set feeling like she's less than. It's not okay. You know? The trailer was so lavish that it had a, it even had a staircase and a fireplace. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Luxuries that Maggie Q said she didn't expect, given she considered herself to be one of the lower priorities on the movie's call sheet. She was like, he went out of his way to make sure that, as, a, as the lowest, I'll call it, priority on the call sheet, with all the names that I was working with on the movie that I felt I was included. She, you know, she's like, it's the first time, it's also the first time that he hasn't garnered praise for his behavior on set. He reportedly saved Elizabeth Shue from being killed by helicopter blades in the 1988 movie Cocktail. Huh. <laughs> I never heard that story. Yeah. Uh, while his explanation land, recently he did yell at a bunch of people for Mission Impossible crew members who broke COVID protocol, uh, but was praised by some including George Clooney. Uh, however, when never anyone felt the same way about that particular incident, but that's, you know, a different story, I guess. Um, but I was like, well, look at Tom Cruise stepping up and going, hey, that girl gets a, you get a trailer, and you get a trailer, and you get a trailer. That's that's amazing to hear. I mean, now, I mean, like, I mean, how do I put this <laughs> without sounding offensive? I don't think I can. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise is a nut job. For the most part. Right. I would definitely say that some might say that his escalator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. <laughs> yes. yeah. And, you know, so, so like he still, he still has a, like you, you feel like He's you know, a couple bullets short of a six shooter. Right. <laughs> and, it, but the thing is, is like, like you, you, I mean, like, like I'll, I'll watch the fuck out of his movies because you know yeah. it's like it's Tom Cruise. I'm in. Like, right. like I, I don't care if he's a he, he's a you know weirdo or whatever. He's a he's a fine actor, and you know he he he's a. Uh, I mean, of course, though. Uh, after a while, you're like you're getting Tom Cruise. You're not you're not getting a, a character. You know, in the movie, you're just getting Tom Cruise. I don't Cruise. think I've ever seen Tom Cruise play anybody outside of Tom Cruise since Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest, at that time, he actually, all his movies prior to that, he was Tom Cruise. Right. You got what you got. And it wasn't until Interview with Empire. I was like, wait, he's actually actually acting. And even a few good men. I was like, all right, he's acting against Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon. Like, these are some pretty hard hitters. And he's like, all right, 
Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I use those two movies as a baseboard of the, but I liked him back when Risky Business when right. he didn't have perfect teeth. You know? Right, I see. There's there's a there's a small list of movies that you can say like, oh yeah, he had range there, or he right. did something Everything. different, blah blah blah. But like everything else is explosion, run, explosion, run faster, right? <laughs> you know, jump in a car, do a motorcycle cars, flip, you right. know, something like that. Like you know, like you know, that that's basically what you're getting, you know. And you and you and you're going, I can watch that all day long, like you know. Sure. Like, oh, look, he has some emotional range. But you know what? I don't care. Give me the next thing that blows up. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but the point is, is trying to make is, is that, <laughs> like, you still, like, like there is moments that he's like, you know, like, wow, like, like he is not the crazy, insane person that you see him portrayed in, like, news events or, or, or uh, you know, uh, different things, you know, like, type of thing. Because, you know, I mean, Scientology, I think, really kind of... Um, makes people sound crazy when they're when they're in this religion you know you think it's a cult and it's like it's insane and all that kind of stuff and i'm like hey as long as they're not hurting anybody what does it matter you know kind of thing but i know like they try to recruit other actors and actresses and and other people into this organization so tom cruise could be you know doing that kind of stuff but every once in a while he does something like this and you're like wow he's a decent guy like you know like how can i stay mad at you tom cruise (laughs) right like Ooh, I don't like you. But then you find out that like years ago, he did this really cool thing that he didn't have to do, but he insisted on doing that. You're going, huh, man? Just when I thought it was that, you pulled me back in, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> like exactly. It's just like, oh, okay. Well, uh. you know, I heard he once ate a dog in front of everybody. Yeah, but you know, dog probably had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> but he donated $2 million to the SPCA. Right. Yeah. You're like, right. Dude. What he did was he bought everybody on set, uh, uh, he adopted a puppy from everybody on the set. Like, <laughs> like oh, wow, Tom Cruise, you're kind of like, do I get this Tom? Do I get what? Which side's my cruise going to be on? Is it be the good <laughs> side or the bad side? Like, is this jumping on the sofa saying how much he's in love, Tom Cruise? And you go, oh, my God, he's flipped the lid. Or it's like, oh, no, I'm going to jump across this building, break my ankle. But, you know, I'm going to do it again. Right. <laughs> like, because I don't think that first shot was good. <laughs> or, hey, I'm going to strap myself onto a plane as it takes off. Because, you know, why not? It's believable. People, to him, people are paying to see me do this stuff. I have to do it. Right. Like, apparently, with the Maverick thing, they showed like at a conference that the Air Force didn't want him actually flying a plane. Huh. <laughs> like he got as I guess pretty far to be able to almost pilot one. I, I wouldn't put it past him to be able to, to be able to. Well, do I that. I know I know he was trained that they the him and yeah. his co-stars had to be trained right. somewhat to fly a plane because they wanted. They wanted, he wanted so much authenticity for this movie that he, that's that's like a lot like what he wants done now like because he you know it's like you do a job and you just can't fake your way through it you have to like know like how right. like how this all works because you just don't want to be you know hey, whatever it's just a, it's just a movie and I'm just right you know reading lines right. yeah, you know nowadays back in the old days you probably could sit in a cockpit a cockpit and start pushing buttons left and right like oh my god I'm just look at me I'm flying a plane and pull a joystick every now and then but nowadays with digital video and, and stuff like that you'll have people 
freeze framing everything going look at this clip he doesn't know what he's doing he actually pulled the injector seat like <laughs> that's that would, that would never happen in the real world so now you have to kind of like fake you fake it you can't fake it till you make it anymore right and and, and i said there's because i've like watched actually youtube videos of like uh there's a there's a guy who's a pilot for like military and stuff and he's actually he's actually you know going into like doing war movies and saying like how accurate they are and like right. checking the authenticity of it and all and he's like oh he's they're flying this this you know this kind of plane and they'll give the model number and all whatever it is and and you know go through the whole thing and you're going oh that's accurate but that's not right that's just that's just baloney you know like i think and it's just it's just interesting to see because you're going oh okay like like now now i get it now now i understand like uh, um you know more into it i mean it's it's I mean, I, part of me doesn't really care that much, but it's just like, oh, okay, like, like right. at least you know they they try, like you know, like because he's like, oh, that guy must have done some research or had somebody on set that was a, uh, a, you know, a military expert and you know knew this and that, and so they, he, uh, you know, uh, he'll 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 point them out, you know, kind of thing. But some of them was like, oh yeah, it's total bonk. That was somebody who just probably didn't have no idea and just wrote it, sounded good and. You know, it was believable. It sounds believable, but it wasn't, you know, and just like, oh, all right, learn something new. Well, and um, looking to see nothing else. That's all I got. I mean, I got another article, but it's a fluff piece to wait till next week. Okay. You know, um, so thanks for listening on this, Ed. Is there anything else you'd like to add or bring? You might have, like, stumbled across while we were talking? No, no. I mean, there, there's always something. I, I don't know how to bring it up, so I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what is so? Who cares? Show's freeform. Just bring it up. <laughs> no, it was because the the you know like I you know I mean I I I follow Disney a lot and and uh, uh, you know there there was a thing that they 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 it was actually last week or maybe two weeks ago I don't know uh, they they in Disney what they used to do for you go to the parks you could get uh, what they call if you stayed at a Disney resort you could get three fast passes a day and pretty much like after so much time like usually like 60 days before you could go you could set up those fast passes and and select rides you know and then if you if you don't sit at the uh um if you don't go to disney resort you can get those fast passes but you have to get it like the day of you're there you know kind of thing so they and basically what a fast pass is if people don't know what it is is that if you're waiting in a line for you know hours on end and you decide to you know, you don't you don't want to. You can get a fast pass, and you could say you come show up at this time of day, and you'll get in line quicker. You know, you, so you right. might last wait, wait less than ten minutes to get on the ride and ride the ride, and then move on. And then everybody else who didn't do that had to go through a standby line and maybe be waited an hour, hour and a half, and you know, and 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 did their thing. So that's that's kind of like what they did. So they did away with the fast passes due to the pandemic because you know. They couldn't figure out how to safely get people to get online faster, you know, with the mask protocols and stuff like that. Um, so pa- this past week, I think it was, uh, or not this week, but the week before, they, they've come up with a new system. It's called the Genie Plus uh, system. And uh, it's, uh, well, there's a Genie and Genie Plus. Genie is what a Genie is, is that you, you download it to your phone and you can make selections like say like 
I like Star Wars. I like Disney princesses. I like Stitch. I like this, that, that. You know, so you can you can give all those things, and based off of that information, it will plan your day in a way to go. Hey, you know, if you're interested in this, you can go here, you know, kind of thing. Right. And the ride times are this way, you know, kind of thing. Or if you don't want to wait this long, you can go over here. It gives you suggestions, basically. And it's free, you know, kind of thing. Genie Plus, you have to pay $15 for. You get that, but then you get what they call Lightning Lane. Instead of Fast Passes, they call it Lightning Lane now. So you could select a Fast Pass and, and go and get that ride. And then... um you go, you go to that one, and then you can get another one after you get used the first time. So if you, you, know, you go and see, like, I'm gonna get uh, seven. No, nah, it's the wrong one. I'm gonna go to Big Thunder, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It's a, it's a little ro- roller coaster there in, in, in Disney World. I, I, I'll get that fast pass, and you go and do that one, and then basically when you're done that ride, you can get your next Lightning Lane pass, basically for another ride, you know, type of thing. So they're charging you fifteen dollars a day per person. So if you know if you're a family of four, it's sixty bucks. You know to, to throw, throw down, and then like the big rides that they have, like uh, uh, Rise of the Resistance, the Star Wars in, in uh, Hollywood Studios. They're opening now Ratatouille ride in Epcot. You have to pay extras for those. So if right. you if you want to ride that ride, because since it's a big ride, you're gonna pay more money for that. And I was just like, you know, I just I just think it's a crock. <laughs> <laughs> basically you know because it's like you used to give this away for free and now you're you know you tell everybody and now you're, you're making pe- people and i was i'm like i'm like it's genius really because now now they're paying you to stay in line is basically right. <laughs> what it comes down to and a lot of people are not happy about this but i just wanted to kind of share that with the people uh type of thing that that this is going on and there's nothing you could do because i'm like i'm like i said to my like to said to my wife i'm like i'm like i am outraged by this this is terrible all right we're gonna buy this <laughs> just so we can get these you know we're, we're gonna wait and see that's that's the that's the thing because you don't have to buy it in advance you have to buy the day of so basically you're not like committing to it right away so you can go you know if i don't want it and then if you say like you know if, if you those extra ones that you want to pay for you don't have to buy the genie plus you can just buy that so if like i just want to guarantee myself getting on rise of the resistance in a short amount of time i could pay just for that and that's it now that price is not determined yet so they don't know it de- depends on the time of year and something else um I forget the I forget the, the it was the time it was the season basically, and I think, um, and the availability of it, you know, so so it could cost you more money, you know, type thing. Of course, they don't they haven't given any prices yet, so I don't know. But like the 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 lesser rides, they're they're charging you fifteen dollars for the day, you know, kind of thing. And I just think that's just a terrible thing that Disney's doing to people now that you're going. Wow, you're really you're making sure that you're getting every cent out of everybody when you go, you know, visit this park. You know, so that's just ridiculous. So. Well, I mean, I guess you, know, you one could argue with because of the pandemic, they're they're trying to find a way to make sure that people do come to the to to this to come to their sites. Uh-huh. You know, and if that means I have to, like, you know, like, here, you got to pay a little extra or we're going to learn what you like. And that way it makes your wait time shorter because people, they probably, 
I guarantee you there's people on a different pay scale than ours that sits out in figures, looks at all this data and crunches all these numbers and go, people are always complaining about the weight on lines. We can't, we can't limit the park access. You know, I mean, we can limit the park access, but that would also limit the amount of money that's coming in. So now what we have to do is we have to find out the best way to tailor to make sure people have the best personal experience because everyone has their own personal Disney story. The best way to do that is finding out what these people are interested in and maybe being like, hey, you know what? You like this action adventure game movie and you like this, you like this, you like this. Hey, we've plotted out, if you'd like to, your own personalized trip. Right. Ed, this is the stuff that you say you like. You like Star Wars. You like Stitch. You like this. Here's the times. This is your fast pass. These are the times and things that for all this money that you could buy, you guarantee that you get on the stuff that you like. And then when you're done all that, then you, if you want, you can go hit the Epcot ball. You know? Right. And, and it's right. But the thing is that the genie part of that, like like I said, with with figuring out like what, like where to go and what to do, you know, that kind of thing, and give you a little bit more spontaneity. Because like I said, like a lot of people go like, oh, I plan my trip. Like I, my wife and I, we plan our trip like months in advance. We know what days, what parks we're going, where we're going to eat, uh, right. what fast passes we're going to get, and all that kind of stuff. And with the Genie, which is now free, this is I'm saying it's not Genie Plus, it's just Genie. That's what they're doing. They're giving you that spontaneity where they're going, all right, these are the restaurants that are available, and maybe there's a reservation available, and blah, blah, blah. And it gives you that more type of thing. That's free. That's that's the, the, the free part of it. Right. To pay the $15 is basically, like, if you don't want to stand in line and wait, you can try and get a, a fast pass. Now, like like I said, before, they used, used to give you three of them. And you go, okay, you have three to use right now. You can use more after that, but you have to use the right. three three first. But you could pick three rides right now and get, first like, a time. What's that? First three are on us. First three on us. Yes, exactly. First three are on us. You have to pick the times, basically. You have to go online at the day, like, 60 days in advance. Not going to it. saying Some people don't like that. They're like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, blah, blah, blah. But you're going, I want to go on this ride. I definitely want to do this. And I'm going to go to Magic Kingdom on this day. I'm going to pick three rides, that, that thing, or at least one that I want to go on, or two, you know, two that I definitely want to go on, or three, and, and make it easier for me so I'm not waiting in line for three hours for a ride. You know, you know, type of thing. So that way, I can I can enjoy my day more. You know, kind of thing. So that's fine. And I, they took it away, and I understood. And you're going, you know, there's nothing you can do. You know, it's a pandemic stuff like that. Blah blah blah. And then people that were blogging about it, the the because we watch videos on people that were going to the parks, they're actually saying that since the pandemic, this has actually been moving smoother because there's nobody stopping us for for fast pass people to walk in so the lines are constantly flowing there's not like a like a slowdown like type of thing they they, they've been flowing a lot better so some people like it'd be better fast pass never came back and i'm kind of thinking going well i like the idea of me going on a ride in under 10 minutes you know that (laughs) you know it could cost me anything but you know i like that but i'm like all right whatever i'm not gonna who am i you know it's like it was free it wasn't like I was like right. spending money for this, you know, kind of thing. But now they're they're another changing, and they're they're now you have to spend money to do this. And then the the big rides that you're you know you you don't know if you're gonna you know guaranteed to get on that ride because, like I said, Rise of Resistance that ride constantly broke down, so you you didn't know if you were gonna get on or not, you know, through right. the day. And then it's just like well, we're gonna guarantee you by paying X amount of dollars more, and you're like. You already got me for the price of the get in this place. <laughs> and then... Well, yeah, I mean that—that's where it becomes. That's you know, you're right. I mean, 
Disney's designed to squeeze every last dollar out of you. And if they can go, oh, you know what? Yeah, you know what? You can wait in line. It might be like a three-hour wait to get on this ride. But you know what? Give us a little something. Something that will make make everyone turn around and sneak in through the back door. Right. You know? <laughs> like, oh, look. Hey, isn't that Mickey? Oh, psst, come on in. Quick, 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 quick. <laughs> like, it just it just, it just, just takes away from the, the, the what I call, they, a lot of people call the magic of it. It's like, because it's like, like I, I, I always remember the, the, the time it was actually uh, a year ago, February, that we were trying to get Rise of the Resistance, and we were, uh, we were waiting all day to get on this thing, and um, I made reservations to build a lightsaber, and right. all this time's going by, and we're like, we're not going to get on this thing, you know, we're we're you know we're we're thinking and every t- every once in a while it'll be closed because it's broke down, they got to reset it, you know, type of thing, and they're doing this stuff and we're not going to get on we're not going to get on and then finally we we finish building our lightsabers because a few of us that were building the lightsabers we we ended up getting there and the guy's like oh you you, uh, you, you know because we, we we went over and talked to him before we were getting the lightsabers made and we're like we're not going to make this you know if if they call our number you know before while we're in there and all and they're like, oh, we'll we'll try and do something. And they they pull us inside, and they're like, pretend you're upset that you're not getting on. You know, you are getting on. That by the way, you know, kind of thing. So we're like, oh man. So people weren't like, thing. And then they right. snuck us on the ride. You know, like I said it didn't cost us anything at that point. You know, it was like it was free. Right. But that was like a magical moment because you're going, I get to get on this ride that's like very hard to get on. Because I, you know, I I in the early I came here early in the morning to get a number, and I finally got the number. And I finally got on. It's like one we were like one of the last ones on the ride. We were actually the last ones on the ride, and it was like it was a magical experience. And you're like, wow, like I'm, I probably won't have that again. But like now, it's just like, well, if you pay us, we will. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess it depends on on. I I would say like your level of want versus need, right. You know, like obviously, like a ride like that, you'd want to go on there. That's one of the reasons. Why, it's like the linchpin of your trip is that is that ride. So you want to make sure you get on that ride. Um, but you know, it's like, do you really care about like, oh, look here, here's you know the the what do you call it, the princess and the bride lock flume ride? Mm-hmm. Do you really care about that at this point? Like, it's it's nice that they redressed up the 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 the, the ride, but. You don't really like the movie. Do you really care about the ride? You know, it's it's, it's kind of like. Well, eh. well, but the thing is, is that it's I don't to me it's it's not the fact that they're they're redressing up the ride. They're just getting rid of the because of what that ride represented. Oh, that long. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not against that. What I'm saying is, um, I look at it as like you going to Disney. Uh, the last thing I'm going to hear out of your mouth is I'm really excited to go on that Princess and the Frog log food ride. <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing, though. For me, I don't like log room lines. I don't like getting wet, it, you know, like unless I'm in a water park and it's like, OK, like odds are I'm getting wet because we're in a water park. But if you're in a regular park and you get wet because you'll get soaked on that ride, like it, it, you're definitely getting sick, like almost head to toe on that ride. Yeah. And then you the rest of the day, you got to walk around. That's why I used to make those rides like the last one of the last two rides I'm on before I leave the park. Right, you know, like, and I'd say like if it's a really hot day, like it's a Monday, I, I did do it. We, you know, it was a really hot day, and everybody wanted to go on, and I'm like, all right, I'll go on. But like the the last couple of times we've gone with my wife's family, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna wait over here. Like you guys go ahead, have a you know, 
knock yourselves out, enjoy it, you know, kind of thing. Right. And then everybody's complaining afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I'm dry as a boat. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Everyone's chafing. Not yeah, me. not me. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it because it's, it's the thing. It's, it, it, it does. It just gets on. It, it, it just irritates me the whole day, the rest of the day. And it could be yeah. the end of the day, but then I got to get on this bus, and then it's air conditioned usually because it's right. hot. So now you're freezing to death because you're, you're cold and wet. You know, right? Like it's, I'm like, they should give towels at the end of the ride. Wake up the next day. Sniffling. Well, Ed, I mean, you leave the gift shop. There's probably selling towels. Yes. It's, you know, like <laughs> you get off, you go, oh, look, here's the princess and the frog towel. I should buy one because now I'm soaking wet. Because if not, I'm going to freeze my ass off. It's a genius move. Or get get the nice, comfy robe, like get the chewy robe. So that way you can walk around and it's like, you know, in this big, giant, fluffy Chewbacca robe. Right. Uh, but, you, but you, you know, now I know what the Wookiees smell like. You smell damp. <laughs> Uh, wet fur mm. wet dog yeah and it is you know and that's the thing like like you're right like i really don't care how it's gonna look like i'm definitely not gonna get on that ride you know i'm, I'm curious i watch videos on and be like oh that's that's good i'm glad they did that you know like oh it looks neat you know kind of thing but i mean like to me if they closed it down permanently and that would be like eh, no skin off my nose right like like there's they have the behind the magic series on disney plus mm-hmm I, I want to start watching it, but the problem is, is that Stacy doesn't want to watch any of it because she's never been. So she doesn't want her first experience to be through a TV screen, hearing how it was made. <laughs> like, right. and I completely understand that. And that's why I would never watch it with her home. Like, it might be something I might pick up on while next week when I'm on vacation. Like, again, I'll just maybe just pick that up because and just only watch the stuff that I'm interested in. Because I think they have something about the Star Wars stuff. And like, while I might, while I want to experience that as well, personally, there, I'm also, I, I do like to see how the sausage is made. Because that stuff is just as fascinating as the actual ride itself. Especially for me, sometimes it's knowing the technical aspect of something and then getting to go on that ride and see what all that technical wizardry comes up with. And you walk in, you go, yeah, I didn't care. It was fucking great. Like, like um, the Haunted Mansion. You know, like I love the Haunted Mansion. If you tell me how the Haunted Mansion is, I do know it's all mostly mirrors and projections and how, like, it's all it's all how things are viewed. And I, I get that because I'm smart and I can figure that stuff out just on a logical aspect. That doesn't make me kind of giggle like a schoolboy when I'm sitting there and we go past that, that mirror and that ghost is sitting next to me. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, it, it, and, and, and the videos do not do it justice at all like that's the thing like because right. it's funny it's just, it was just we were talking about the there's there's a new one it's called mickey and minnie's rail running Ray railway and there's videos online about it and uh day's wife peggy because we're talking about it tonight actually and she's like yeah i don't want to watch the video and i go i'll be honest with you i saw the video before we went on it and it did not do it justice at all of what it right. really like in real life like it's not even it's it's like you you're not you're not gonna uh uh you're not gonna ruin it for yourself if you watch it because it's not gonna be like oh i see what the trick is it's like yeah like sometimes like they you don't shoot it right and there's like stuff you could miss because there's, there's so many ways to look at it and it's just right. like you know they but i mean like i i understand like like some people that's like oh, i don't want to see it because you know yeah. um but it makes sense but it's just like you know like i said if you if you happen to see the video it's not going to be like oh my god like you destroyed the 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 hit you know the mysticism of it 
and uh, you know, but uh, I don't think it will. But that's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, like I, 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 I eat that stuff up all the time, but I can respect the pure someone not wanting to do that. Right. It's like you know what? Like, if you've been there, I've been there once, twice, twice, yeah, twice, um, twice, yeah, I think twice. Um, and it's like okay, well, in those times been different decades. I have not been back since, and I know there's a bunch of stuff. But I also know too that it's like okay, well, I know how some of this stuff's made. You know, it's it's fine. Like it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't take me from the wonder and the mysticism of it. I'm going, look, I can't believe I'm here because there is that, for lack of a term, buzz in the air when you're walking through the park because you're like, it's a lot of times it is like, oh my god, my childhood just leaping out and personally, I can see it, I can touch it, I can feel it, I can interact with it. You know, I don't care that, that I know that that's not real, but you know what? I don't care because it's, it's my thing. Like, my one of my favorite stores in the Disney park was the villain's store. I don't even know that's still around anymore. It is. Okay, good. Because it was like, it was the place where you can buy anything villain related. You know, and it's like, uh, it's the only place I ever got the Chernobog t shirt that I had from Fantasia because it's the only place that knew that I knew that had it. Like, I walked in, and I was like, oh, my God, they got it. It's, like, my favorite part of Fantasia. And it's, like, it's so much my favorite part of Fantasia. I actually bought the Hallmark. I got my Christmas ornament this year, and it's that it's that character <laughs> huh. from from the Hallmark collection. I was like, oh, my God, they actually put this character on, a, on an ornament? Buying it. The, I'm like, because I have such a memory of that character. And I remember buying the T-shirt. And, and it's, it was my favorite shirts. It was, like, and nobody was always nice is people who don't know who that is and they go what's that from i go it's from fantasia oh i never saw that it's it's a masterpiece (laughs) 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 yeah you get a little snotty and or when you meet somebody goes oh my god that's chernabob from from fantasia one of my favorite it's like yeah you get this that moment of oh my god that's cool where'd you get that shirt you know, I got it. This is Disney store. There's a place in Disney called the Villain Store. <laughs> you know? Like, and now with Disney and how much they've been focusing on the villains, that store's got to be almost twice the size or at least packed with twice more shit. <laughs> like, you know? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the, the, but the thing is, like, the stuff that you saw at that time is oh, no longer right. there. Like, like, right. like shirts and stuff. Because, like, I wear, like, I had, like, shirts that I bought, like, from my honeymoon you know i'm walking around with them in disney and people get excited they're like oh my that that's the coolest shirt i've ever seen where did you get it well i got it here at disney where well i got it i don't remember the shop but it was like x amount of years ago oh all right thanks because i i still have remember star tours yeah I have all those posters, like almost like sealed, laminated on like something I could hang up on the wall. I have, I think, five of the six I've gave. The one I didn't get, I forget which one I did not get, but it might have been Dagobah. But all the other ones I got, and and you can't that ride doesn't even exist anymore. You know, and I love those pieces. I had it, I no, it in my apartment. Remember, you were in my old apartment. Yeah. I had those posts, those those stops going down the hallway to my room. Yes, I still have them, and I can't wait for another opportunity to hang them back up because I fucking love those pieces, you know. And I know I'll never be able to find them again because that ride, that store, none of that exists anymore. It does. Star Tours is still there. Yeah, they still have those posters though. No. All right, see there. (laughs) Rumpf. (laughs) 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 but they—they I think they made T-shirts out of them at one point. 
because I think I got the I got the half one. The half one's nice. Yeah. It's with the, with the, what do you call it? Uh, it's it's I think it's hot. It's well, it's supposed to be hot on the time time. I think it is, or is it Luke? Oh, maybe it's a different poster then. It's an ad at uh, on there. Yeah, no, no. This is like it's like um like hey, come travel to Hoth, and it's like a snow like it's a snow mountain and all that stuff. But on the thing is, you see a a rider and a tauntaun, and it's just like an empty white field. You know, yeah. The, the cloud, the Bestman Cloud one, is just the city and the clouds around it. You know, oh, yeah, beautiful pieces of work. Huh. <laughs> anyway. All right, Ed. That's it. Let's call it a night. All right, a night. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, guess what? You've been listening to Geeksters. Surprise! <laughs> Show started off with like dead talk, you know, and then turned it ended with you know Disney surprise. <laughs> Ultimately, it's all wrapped in a nice little neat bow entitled Geeksters. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. Or, haha, surprise! Now go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. <laughs> or follow us on Twitter, that Geeksters. Or, if you want to contact Ed, before that, I think we're on. Are we, are we on Amazon now? Yeah. We are? How do we get there? Because I kind of want to see if I can find it through my Amazon Prime account. Like, uh, I, I like, believe you just have to say Amazon. Uh, play podcast geeksters. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna have to try that when I get done. The app, when I get, we get done, I'll be like, Shrishmexa, play this. <laughs> well, I have to. She's in the room, and if I say her name, she wants to do something for me, and she'll start doing it. So I don't want her to be like, hey, call her Shrishmexa. <laughs> Shrishmexa. <laughs> Because if you're a she wakes up. You, know, you at least like computer, you know, like because you're a super nerd. <laughs> I address her by her actual name, her, her government name, <laughs> her slave name. Right. So it's like, hey, you know, chop chop, do this right now. But you can't say that because if you if you mention her name, she right away wants to get involved in something, and you can. You don't, like, you know, hush hush. Who you're spoken to? Yeah, I, I gotta, I, I gotta find another name to call it because there's a list of names. It's not, not like I, I, you can give it a name. You have to. Uh, right. Alexa, Alexa has a bunch of names, so yeah. that the one I picked was computer. And the thing is, it's funny is, is that I watch Star Trek Next Generation on, on uh, Pluto, and every once in a while they'll go computer, da 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 da, yeah. and then all of a sudden my my Alexa will be will turn on, and it's like I don't know that function, and it's like that's not you we're talking to, you weirdo. Not you, you're are you're you're obsolete when this show's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't uh yeah anyway. So, anyway, if you can, we want to talk to Ed about anything, just contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And that's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.